Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the Sports Brew, and we are breaking out a Freestyle Friday, man, this week. Having some good times. Going to bust out some shenanigans and see what kind of stuff we get into. We got a lot of territory to cover, and uh, hopefully we have a good time doing it. Y'all enjoy the ride, man. First and foremost, let me get this man up in this piece. Woo! That's right. The one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. Bro, what is going on, man? Well, easy easy week this past week with a little 31 bagel <laughs> over to Houston, whatever they are these days. They're not Texans. <laughs> they're, they're the they're the Tankins? I don't know. The Tankins, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Maybe the Tankers. The, the Tankers, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tankpocalypse. Houston. Y'all are terrible, man. Ooh. Ooh. Well, they you know, don't hey, have hey, a, hey. they don't have a problem. They have lots of they problems. Have, they got lots of problems. Well, you know, look, as the resident Colts fan, you know, it, <laughs> this is a little bit of a rewind back to that Bucks Colts game. Uh, what did the Colts have? Five turnovers, right? So clearly, yeah. yeah so clearly, the Texans are fumbling this entire season as a dedication to Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Pretty much. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about that sounds about that right. sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. That dude. is terrible, man. Oh my lord! All right, like I said, we got a lot of territory to cover, so we're gonna try to bust through a whole bunch of stuff pretty quickly here. So next up, man, let's go ahead and get old giggity guys up in this piece. Damn, son. Woo! Y'all miss some Debo. Y'all miss yeah, some Debo. Don't don't get me started. You miss some Debo. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, the, between that and a few, uh, I guess the, I, guess, I, I hate to bag on the refs, but there was some missed calls there that were easy calls that they just could have been that, that would have potentially changed complexity of the game. But you know, potentially. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I mean, clearly, you know, Sherfield got uh, bugged in the end zone on that third down play. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the dude wrapped it, wrapped him up completely. And the, how do you not flag that? <laughs> I mean, now, not not saying that Sherfield catches the ball, but just the idea that it would have been first and goal at the one. You, you know, new set of downs. You know what I didn't realize? File under fun facts for everybody other than Randy. I didn't realize that Russell Wilson is seventeen and four all time versus the Niners. Oof! I was like, damn, dude, that's tough. Things I wish I didn't know. Yeah. So are you sharing so is Russell caring, Wilson buddy. going all Aaron Rodgers and saying he owns the 49ers? I mean, doesn't it kind of feel like that? Shannon, do you want a chest chop next weekend? Yeah, give, give that man a <laughs> give that man a chest chop. Look, 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 look. I, I, you know, it, I mean the final score is 30 to 23, but the 49ers had some opportunities in a couple different areas. One thing that that stands out in particular um, it was in the third quarter. It was a third and four near the goal line, and Wilson fired one off to uh, Gerald Everett. He butterballs that bad boy, tips it up, and the 49ers get the pick. And I just got to ask, man, uh, Everett was responsible for three turnovers, right? So was it Russell Wilson or Gerald Everett that had the finger injury? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> right? I mean, what on earth, dude? <laughs> like, I don't understand the mojo that the Seahawks, who have been atrocious this season, I just don't get the mojo they have with the 49ers, man. It's just weird. Again, I, missing Debo's tough. We can talk about some officiating. But, I mean, that's a that 17-4 a is a hell of a track record. 
Well, when it's a you know, division opponent, I mean, that's, I know. And, and, and we, and that's what we've seen this year with a lot of games with division opponents. It, it, they just somehow seem to get up for, you know, they get up for the play the 49ers. Uh, it's crazy, but you know, when you have, I mean, if it was like 10 penalties and four turnovers, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can only blame like certain missed calls, but so much right in the end, when you shoot yourself in the foot, you're gonna lose. You you can't turn the ball for over four times against a team like Seattle. You know, you might be able to do it against say, you know, the Lions, Houston, Houston, Houston. the Lions, <laughs> or the Jets, even. But you, you know, you just can't. You just no, can't do it, that. it's a, it's a tough way to go. You know, it's a tough way to go. But at, at the season's like wild, man, in the extent that. Yeah, uh, look, we got the seventeenth game, and you know they've stacked the deck. Obviously, the way the se- the way the schedules are done now, they stack the deck pretty heavily on, you know, divisional games late in the year, which totally makes sense. Um, you look at the NFC East as a prime example of that, with what's going, what looks like could happen with Dallas and Philly, not the Giants. Sorry, Mark, not the Giants. Much like the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> you're not here. <laughs> Don't worry, the Giants won't be there at the end either. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even worry about it, okay? But in between Philly and freaking Gardner Minshew, that was wild. I know it's the Jets, Philly fans. Calm down. Don't go eat the horse manure. It's the Jets. But that was fun. that was great to see. That was fun. Um, that was fun. But you're looking at Dallas going, this should be their division. Are they going to find a way to do the typical annual Dallas choke job? And, and give it away, you know? So it's pretty wild. And you have that in a lot of areas. I mean, with the NFC West, man, you, it, that's the Cardinals, man. The only thing, you know, for the Cardinals is can they get the one seed, right? That's what's mm-hmm. relevant for them. Getting Kyler Murray back, he looked pretty good. The Bears, of course, looked terrible. Andy Dalton looked terrible. What did they, Andy Dalton have, like, three, four picks? I forget, man. They were just they, they were just a mess. Um, yeah, Andy Dalton had four picks. There you go. Jeez. Not going to win a lot of games like that, especially not against a good team. But, you know, we're just at that point where, you know, some teams, have they look like they're figuring it out. Other teams are still wildly inconsistent. The Vikings are inconsistent for sure. The Chargers are inconsistent for damn sure. Pittsburgh, I don't know. Sometimes they look like they can run. You know, they got some big dogs to run with some teams. And other times you're like, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. You got all kinds of teams with kicking problems. I mean, it's just, it, there's inconsistency. And, you know, I know a lot of people want to hate on, say, New England, for example, but that is a team that consistently gets better over the course of the season. And what do you see right now but New England essentially is the one in the AFC? It's wild. I, I You know, I didn't expect that at the beginning of the year. You figured they'd be competitive. Defense would be good. They got some, you know, they got some running backs. Blah, they'll be in it. But, uh, you know, it, it's just teams that can do the little things right consistently are in much better shape than these teams that can't. I mean, God bless. The Minnesota Vikings the other week, Kirk Cousins was lined up behind a damn guard. I mean, really? You like that? No, dude, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I, I like that. I yeah. Guess. Well, you would. <laughs> you did. I'm just saying. You know, you're looking at, at looking at, at what's going on, and you know, the Bills are a great example of this. Uh, not just because of that game with New England, but just 
you know, the the expectations and where they seem to be trending towards, what they seem to be trending towards over the, the, the course of the season where, you know, Josh Allen is at this point in his career, but they're inconsistent in some capacities. And, you know, their running game is certainly not very good. And, you know, unless Josh Allen's playing hero ball, sometimes you're like, it, it, you know, it gets away from him. So, it, it, I don't know, it's just weird when you kind of survey the league and you're trying to get a handle, and I, f- I feel like this is just an odd year to really have a, a good read on what's going on um, and, you know, who's in position to make the playoffs because it feels like virtually every damn team, I mean, how the Lions are still alive for a playoff spot. <laughs> how does that even make any sense, dude? <laughs> you know, I mean, it would, ta- it would take an act of the football gods for them to have a wing and a prayer, but mathematically, they're still alive. That's unbelievable. If memory serves, there are 24 teams that are within one game of a playoff berth. So the, it, it's nuts at this point of the season. Oh, you know, so this last stretch is going to be it. Dude, this last stretch of the season is going to be wild, fam. <laughs> like for real, dude. <laughs> it's I mean, gonna... after Buffalo beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Let's see where they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and one. They have gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss after that game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they lose to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game last year. They beat them. They're number one seed in the AFC and they're probably feeling good. And then, you know, they're 500 afterwards. I mean, the very next week, they lose that heartbreaker to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then, Guy, I don't know how the hell they lost to Jacksonville, nine to six. Well, that's what happens when you you know don't take the other team seriously. I mean, I think that's really what it boiled down to. They just didn't show up. They just figured they'd walk all over them because Jacksonville is Jacksonville, and that just wasn't the case. Well, you know, it, and I think most of the time we can give a team a mulligan, right? Maybe you're like Ohio State. Just ask, uh, you know, ask their quarterback. You know, it was the flu. It was the flu against Michigan. <laughs> Shannon, did you oh, see that? <laughs> I, I, mi- I must have missed that one. That's funny. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Was, yeah, uh, CJ Stroud said that the uh, Buckeyes were hit hard by the flu. Not an excuse, but you got to take it into consideration, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I call bullshit. Come you got on. Steamroll, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Your entire defense had the flu? Please. Just don't even. Who did they lose to early in the year? Oregon. Oregon. Did y'all have the flu then? Like what? What happened was we had the flu. Should have somebody should have just, just been like dysentery then. That, yeah, you know, they hit the Oregon Trail. You know, the you Oregon get... Trail. Yikes! I mean, somebody should have been like, bro, don't even don't even bring it up, man. <laughs> it's a bad look, dude. Don't make excuses, man. Right. Either you win or you lose. You got rolled. You got rolled. So it's not Rick deal. rolled. You not, just got rolled. Not Rick rolled. No, definitely not Rick rolled. Um. But By the uh, way, yeah. I, I did like how Belichick uh, this week for the game plan uh, mm-hmm. just pulled, um, put a bunch of teams in the hat and pulled out Navy and just said, "Okay, we'll do the Navy game plan this week." Did Did you see in, in the pregame he was wearing a Navy face mask? I did. I love it. Yeah. So people Freaking were like, love it. people were like, he told you what he was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing it on his face. <laughs> I it thought, was, that, thought it was so hilarious, man. It was Straight an absolutely up. brilliant game plan just because when you think about 
the conditions, he played to the conditions. Yes. And he, and by running as much as they did, they took the clock down and forced the Bills to have to throw in the wind. And surprisingly, Allen didn't do horribly, but when you can't run the football and you have to throw against the elements like that, that's that's a real big uphill climb. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't – I'm a little bit puzzled why Sean McDermott is, you know, kind of throwing a little bit of shade – at Belichick. He said, quote, let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. Right? Dude, you're going to play him again in a couple of weeks, bro. In, yeah, Fo- in Foxborough this time. So, like, it, here's the thing, man. I, I, one of the things that game tells me is how much confidence Belichick has in this team to execute the game plan. And to, it's, so what if it's a tight game? So what? Win's a win. A win's a win. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run the ball on you because we can. Uh and we believe that, yeah, fine. Low scoring, fine, tight game, you're not gonna get it done. We're gonna get it done. That that to me was a message of confidence in his squad straight up, being able to go and be like, fine, man, we're gonna run we're we're gonna beat you up. What you got? Because we don't think you're gonna get it done. And Buffalo couldn't it, they didn't. I'm not saying they didn't have some opportunities. They obviously got a timely turnover, and that scored a uh, was it a, a Gabriel Davis? Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, outside of that, what did they? You know, what did they really do? Nothing. Missed so, a field goal. Yeah. If they had hit that field goal, they would have had a chance to take a lead late. But yeah. If shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, exactly. If some butts, know, if some butts can your nuts, you know. Uh, I mean, that's it, still one of the wildest stat lines that I can ever remember for a quarterback winning. In this day and age, I feel yeah. bad for whoever had Mac Jones in fantasy, too. Oh, that was Lindy. <laughs> that was Lindy. Yep, I, I was very appreciative of that really yeah. bad performance. Well, I, I, I think Lindy will take the real world win. Oh, over yeah, 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 of course, day of, of course, of course. You're like, man, you know what? Hey, um, <laughs> that that's one advantage I will say with best ball. <laughs> For damn sure, yes, I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Even though I am in the cellar, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know why you're uh, you're living in. And I mean, dude, donk past you. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, Camaro. How? How? Camaro's been out what four weeks in a row. Yeah. Hopkins was out like three weeks in a row. I, you know. I mean, it, Shannon, halfway through the season. I just don't even know what happened to you, bro. It's crazy. It's one of them years, bro. How do you fuck that up? Bad bad luck, man. Well, you know, it's one of those things that's odd. And this is is true in real life, right? And it's true in, in fantasy. There's a certain element of luck. Right, that's just involved with it. It's how the schedule breaks. It's those years where a team seems to get a lot of fortuitous bounces. It's and in this particular year, it's health and it's COVID, right? Uh, and some of these other things. I mean, you know, look if if Aaron Rodgers hadn't, you know, if we didn't have that Jordan Love game, right? If Green Bay didn't have that, they're pro- they're probably the one seed right now. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that if Rodgers had been there, the way that game turned out with Jordan Love, that they wouldn't have kicked Kansas City's ass. Oh, they would have won that easily. Right? 
you can't tell me otherwise because I just to me I'd be like you're not paying attention bro but as always we get these reminders that there are certain things that are in the players controls and the team's control and the coaches control and stuff some, some stuff that's just not and there's a little bit of mojo that goes along with any particular team and any particular season and I I'll apologize to anybody in advance I still have some remnants of whatever got to me last week so you might hear me you know, sniffle and cough a couple of times. I'm going to try to hide that, minimize it, turn away, whatever, but some of that might break through. So forgive me, um, but we wanted to try to get a little uh, mini-brew session in before we get to next week. But, uh, you know, I think that's really relevant. And part of it's also the turnaround that you're seeing with some teams. And again, you know, we look at the Patriots, and some of that is, is about fit, consistency, execution, coaching, scheme. They know who they are. They know what they're doing. And again, one of my biggest takeaways from that game with the Bills is is about that team's confidence in who they are and how they're going to accomplish it. Accomplish it. You're, you're going to have to uh, outsmart them. You're going to have to outscheme them. And if you can't do those two things and you can't outphysical them, you're not beating them. You're just not. And McDermott saying that is again, it still is just odd to me. It's not as egregious as Mike McCarthy talking about. You know, it felt like he was borderline guaranteeing a win against Washington. Seems like a bold thing to do, considering that they lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving and Washington <laughs> beats the Raiders, right? And y'all are guaranteeing a win. I don't know if that's really what you want to do at this particular... I mean, hey, being confident is great, right? Believing in your team is great. But you got to get out there and do it. The players got to get out there and do it. You got to put them in positions to be successful. And... Again, flipping back to McDermott, maybe that's just a little bit of salty. Uh, they obviously had that post-game presser where, you know, I guess somebody got triggered over the word, you know, embarrassment. Bro, at, y'all got y'all got handled. I mean, I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's a good team, right? I do. But their flaws and their limitations are evident. Yeah. And New England exploited them. So... Josh Allen's got a hero ball up. He didn't. Not enough. Not enough in that game. Not going to win. You're not. Inconsistent. And, and it, this, Go ahead. I was going to say this just in. Jonathan Taylor just scored another touchdown against Buffalo. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> by the way, I, I, <laughs> this, I want to say this was a fan during in that Bucks colts game, but he had a hat that said just run the damn ball or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, y'all might want to listen with with JT. You might want to listen to that guy. Run the ball. Yeah, only sixteen carries in that Tampa game. That just not enough. And nah. that was what in the fourth quarter. Practically most of it was in the fourth quarter. That was, that's what I was like. I messaged Shannon. I'm like, why the hell did they wait so late to actually run him? Because he just ran through them like it was nothing. I I couldn't tell you, dude. That I, I know Reich was trying to defend his game plan because Tampa secondary was hurting, but. I mean, when you got the right now, because Henry's out mm-hmm. uh, in Tennessee, you have the number one running back in the league. Yep. And he only gets 16 touches. That that That's that's no bueno. Can't do Unless it. he's dinged up or hurt, no. Uh-uh. Play, play to your strengths, right? Play to your strengths. Right. Uh, I mean, God bless. I mean, Leonard Fournette. I mean, that dude had a day. Four touchdowns, man. 17 carries, 100 yards, three rushing touchdowns, one mm-hmm. receiving touchdown. I mean, God he's, bless, He's dude. definitely having a bit of a resurgence, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, 
He's finally starting yeah. to look like the guy that everybody thought he was supposed to be when he first came out. Yeah, he, like that that year in Jacksonville went to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And had they had anyone other than Blake Bortles, they may have actually gone to a Super Bowl. Probably would have. <laughs> yeah, butterfly effect. Uh, butterfly effect. That one. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, by the way, in that game, he was three yards short of an NFL record-breaking ninth consecutive game with 100 or more yards from scrimmage. How did How did y'all not get that man another three yards? Come on. I. I, I can't tell you dude i mean they ran his ass against jacksonville they got him 30 carry 30 plus carries against jacksonville how he didn't get 20 plus against tampa split the difference he doesn't need to be running the ball 35 damn times but 16 is not the answer either 25 man get him in that 25 zone would you Mm -hmm. thank you y'all thanks Mm -hmm. thank you this has been my ted talk (laughs) (laughs) i mean the hell 38 31 bucks over the colts man the other week so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Frank Reich just outsmarted himself on that one. That's all. Yeah, well, th- th- there's a lesson in that. And the Colts still are in a position where, you know, they're in a good spot. If they play to their strengths, they can obviously make some noise, you know. And they, they... And, and, and JT is their strength, man. Wentz is okay. You know, what? Wentz has moments where he's great, but – inconsistent and he he does have a knack for some really oddball turnovers so i would much rather see the offense driven through jt Wentz playing off of him and you know giving that defense breathers yeah you know well, I, and, and in games they've won that's how it's been it's using taylor to set up Wentz, and that's that's what it, that's what they should be doing but you know i agree with you so they suck that defense in to try to defend the run and let Wentz run play action off of it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, if he's dinged up, I totally get it. But outside of that, and, and they've got other backs. It's not like it's only JT. I mean, he's obviously the cream of the crop there. But, you know, they could spread some of the load out if they need to. But, you know, again, we're talking about inconsistency. We're talking about the really this last push at the end of the year. And... You know, whether you want to talk about the AFC playoffs or you want to talk about, you know, the NFC playoff race. um, I mean, again, a lot of teams are stacked up. And I just, you know, I think the Colts are in a a really good spot. The Titans I'm worried about. Patriots I feel pretty good about. I think we know who they are, uh, what their formula is. And I don't know what Mac Jones' ceiling is. Uh, I would think at some point for them to really go deep uh, woo! Uh, there's hey gonna, there's gonna be a game or two, or at least a quarter or two, where somewhere Mac Jones has to really step up. But he, I mean, as a rookie, he's done a he's done an incredible job. He's done an incredible job, you know. And that that is a lot of a lot about fit. But think about this: Patriots are you know in the one one seed, nine and four. Titans, no Derrick Henry. Who knows? And and the Titans have have beaten. All these playoff teams, they have these weird things where they've just they've beaten all these great, you know, playoff teams from last year, and you're like, these are all quality wins. And then they've eaten ass against some teams. You're like, what is wrong with you? Right? Inconsistent. The Ravens, until they know how to handle the damn blitz, and let until Lamar Jackson can handle the blitz, dude, y'all are gonna get run out at the end of the year and you know, blown out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then ever since Miami took them to the woodshed, everybody's blitzing the shit out of them. And I'm trying to remember, it was uh, somebody that was on with Ross Tucker. 
and I think I stuck this little nugget in the sports group chat and said versus the blitz versus the blitz uh, over the past couple of weeks, like Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating was nine point four. Holy crap! Obviously not for the whole game, but specifically against the blitz. I mean that is a weakness for them. You know, and, and they lost Marlon Humphrey. That was a season-ending injury. Uh, look, last four weeks they've scored sixty-one points, dude. That's not going to get it done. And yeah. the, and the Chiefs, they're winning not the way that we would expect them to win. I, mean, I don't think Mahomes has had a touchdown the past two weeks. I mean, not a passing very well. Not a passing touchdown. Let me clarify because he ran one in, but. You know, all of a sudden the Chiefs are seem to be a little bit more about defense, playing a little bit smarter, you know, a little bit more conservative. Although, you know, Mahomes still has those moments where you're like, yep, that's Mahomes' thing. He's spinning around, throwing a ball out, all that kind of craziness. So, you know, they're but eight and they four. They have won four in a row. They so. have. So from four and four to eight and four is a big difference. Actually, I think they've uh, they've won f- uh, five in a row. You oh, know, yeah, you're right. I but I mean, it, Broncos game. Yeah. But, you know, the the Chargers, inconsistent. The Bengals, inconsistent. The Bills, inconsistent. Then you're down to the, the Steelers. They're sure as hell inconsistent. Oh, my God. And, you know, the Colts come back from their bye week. They got a home game against the Patriots, and that's, that's a hell of a game. And still, it really would have been a lot of fun to go to that. Sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but I can't make that. So, yes, Lundy, the game is off. <laughs> Although you and McGuffin can go there, by all means. Uh, I think I'll be watching it in my garage. <laughs> yeah, your trash can probably thanks you. <laughs> thanks, Tracy Porter. But I mean, who knows, man? Coming out of the bye, <clears throat> that's a huge opportunity for the Colts to say, "Uh-uh, we're we're in this," you know. But the Colts in that division, come on, man, finish strong, and they'll be in the yeah. thick of it because. You know, I, I don't have faith in the Raiders. They're inconsistent. I don't have faith in the Browns. They're inconsistent. I sure as hell don't have faith in the Broncos. Good defense. Good defense. Not a good offense. Teddy B, I like you. Great story. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Remember how, how, ex- how happy we were for them at the beginning of the season? <laughs> well, that fell apart quick, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they don't need a quarterback. I mean, the Dolphins are coming on strong. The Jets are the Jets, so who cares? The Jaguars are the Jaguars, who cares? But unless you're the Titans, maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know. What, what does Peter Griffin think? <laughs> well, if I can find the right soundboard, I can tell you what Peter Griffin thinks. Oh my God, who the hell cares? You know what else I don't I don't care about? You know what else Peter Griffin doesn't care about? What's that? Whamageddon. Suck it, people. <laughs> That's dirty. I think I did that last year, too. You may very well have, yes. I did. <laughs> I think last year, somehow, I played that song for Whitfield. I forget for what. Although That's probably an improvement over Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. That's classic sports food right I there. Know. And I mean, uh, look, you know, we haven't gotten to the, N- the NFC yet, but I mean, God bless Washington. Like the guy says, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. <laughs> right? Eat lightning and crap thunder, man. 
So, but, but who do you really believe in with the NFC? Uh, the Cardinals, as long as they have some health issues, but their defense is good. Uh, Connor's had a hell of a year. They're getting the Edmonds back. Hopefully Hopkins stays on the field. You know, and if they've got Kyle, Kyler Murray, I mean, that, that that's a damn good squad. And they've found ways to win games where we were like, nah, they're not going to win this. And they win. Freaking Cole McCoy. It's crazy. So I believe in the Cardinals. I certainly believe in the Packers. And I believe in the Bucks. After that, uh-uh. Forget about it. Cowboys are choke jobs. They're inconsistent. The Rams, you know, at, at, the Rams have an interesting upside ceiling, but when the ceiling is the roof, right? Just ask MJ. Uh, <laughs> but they find weird ways to lose, too. And sometimes you're like, are they just interested? Like, what is wrong with y'all? Why can't you get this done? Um, Washington, I'm not really sure. They've gotten better. Their defense has gotten better. It's odd because they're down sweat and lost Chase Young, but they're playing better football. It's a shame that Logan Thomas got hurt. Uh, that was a really feisty game with the Raiders, man. That was feisty. That that was a game that, that I wouldn't have been surprised if a couple of fights had broken out. Um, I mean, they were putting some extra pepper on some of those hits on Heineke. Uh, obviously, the Raiders lost Kenyon Drake in an unfortunate uh, tackle. But to lose Logan Thomas, I mean, they, they just got him back. That just sucks. But, you know, Washington 6-6, six and six, man. And, you know, it, <laughs> I don't – I'm not saying – that they're going to win the division, but I certainly think they, they're capable of splitting with Dallas, right? And so they're going to be in the thick of it. Uh, 49ers are also 6-6. Six and six. Um, A little inconsistent. Health is obviously an issue with them. They would be, you know, much better if, if Debo and, you know, Kittles you know, are there on field. I mean, significant for them. Uh, you know what, uh, Randy, I didn't realize. I actually had to jot this down because it's like, oh, that's fascinating. Debo Samuel, by the way, is the first wide receiver with five rushing touchdowns in a season in the Super Bowl era. Huh. How huh. about that? Yeah. One of those, how about that? <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't surprise me the way he's been playing this year. So No, well, for a couple of weeks we were like, you know, get back to running, get back to do some of this identity football, and it really felt like the Niners were doing that, you know. See the thing. I think that one of the things that frustrated me last week <clears throat> was the fact that they could have used Ayuk similarly as they've been using Debo because mm-hmm. they're they're very similar build. They play very similarly. It's just I don't know. Like it's the, the game plan. I don't. I think wasn't as well thought out as it could have been. And I think similar to what we've seen is that he just like what Reich did. I just think we overthought. I think. Shanahan overthought it and kind of outsmarted himself a little bit. And, Maybe. I mean, Kittle obviously went off. He had himself a monster game, but. Kittle's an absolute stud. I mean, we know that, though. Right. But when you can't, you know, when you can't run the football, you know, running the football sets up your play action and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I obviously I was curious about um, why Lance hasn't been playing, but I, I, I mean, I understand this in the sense of if the team's playing well without him coming in in different packages, why are you going to disrupt that rhythm um, by just specifically putting plays in for him when you're doing fine without him? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm pretty sure next year he's probably going to get his chance to be the number one guy. So, 
right now it's just Garoppolo trying to play for his future and to see what team wants him in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, be careful what you ask for. I like that, you know, I'm intrigued by Trey Lance, and if he seem, really comes across as a good dude, but good just because he's a good dude and he's likable and interviews well and all that stuff doesn't mean it's going to happen. So, oh, I know he's got, he's got, he's very raw and he's got a lot of, a uh, yeah. lot to work on. So, but you know, if you've got, if that team is right and they're healthy, of course you can say this about a lot of squads, obviously think about how much better Tennessee is with Derrick Henry up on there. Yeah. The 49ers should be better than they are. Right. And so you're really trying to ascertain how much of that is Garoppolo a limiting factor. You know what I mean? Not that they haven't had success with him. They, I mean, they made it to a Super Bowl with the dude. But, you know, in the scheme of things and the way things unfold and how it just how it goes, do you go, you know what? There's not enough. There's not enough out of that guy. Not for what he makes. We can't trust him to stay healthy. I don't know. Throw all, throw all the stuff that you want. It, it's just not it's just not enough. And... um I don't know that that just that seems to be the sentiment. So. The thing is, I mean, I don't like the guy too. It's not like he's a horrible quarterback or anything like that. No, it's, he's not a bum. Not I a just bum. feel like if we can't do the game plan the way that we have been, especially when when we're winning, mm-hmm. he seems to, you know, not respond well to having the. Uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders basically because that's pretty much what happened with seattle is they were, they were like all right this is on you you got to win it for us because we're not unable to run the ball like we want to mm-hmm. no man we, we need garoppolo out there going all mike gundy come after me i'm a man i'm 40 <laughs> i want right. to i want to see the garoppolo that beat the saints <laughs> that's the one i want because mm-hmm. he proved that's when i was like all right this dude's for real he just pretty much said, "Okay, you you won't let us run. Fine, we will outduel you," and mm. that's what happened. Yeah, he he's had moments, and you, there's a point where you, and we danced around this a little bit earlier this year, and there's certainly some criticism getting directed at Shanahan, and Garoppolo has taken the brunt of it for a while, but uh, I, I think that that has shifted a little bit, and there's some, you know, pressure on on Kyle. It's also difficult to know what that team, you know, how different the season would be. And again, lots of teams can say this, you know, it's not exclusive to the 49ers, but how different would it be if, if they had their whole squad, you know, healthy? You know, so it, it it's tough, but... Would be nice, but... It, yeah. That's just, that's just not how football works. No, that, that's not how football works. <laughs> You got you got to deal with your depth again. Sometimes you're lucky, and you, you know you have a year where your team stays healthy, upright, and I guess in our current environment, you don't get the Rona. Uh, you don't have those things, and you know I, I I still like the you know what they've built and what they can be. If they get Trey Lance right, huge. If they get Trey Lance wrong, for what they had to pay to move up to get him, especially if they walk away from Garoppolo. That's that's going to be a tough deal. I mean, it, that feels like the move that cements whatever is next for Shanahan in San Francisco. And if if Trey Lance crashes and burns, then you got to uh, own that I'm sure one. Sure, Shanahan will be out. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, just yeah. I don't know if you you can recover from that one. Um, but it's not the same, not quite the same situation. But it's just like 
you know, I mean, I can't tell you how much Matt and I talked about freaking Jordan Love and Green Bay. And it's just like, why? You know, why are you doing that? Uh, all the things they need. And you can look at what, what they've done and, you know, people were like, you don't need A.J. Dillon. Well, he's pretty damn valuable, particularly late season and bad weather games. Yeah. And that's a good squad. That's another team with some health issues. You know, look, Arizona's had health problems. Green Bay's had health problems. You know, lots of teams do. You you have to try to find a way to overcome that stuff and progress. You've got depth for a reason. I mean, at some point you lose enough people, you can't quite get out of it. Um, I mean, the Ravens running game would be a, an example of a lot of – well, 49ers too. Jeez. Um, you know, obviously Derrick Henry, but that's, that's low-hanging fruit. But think about all the running backs, all the injuries the Ravens had. You know, and the 49ers dealing with that, the, the you know, rotating, I don't know, door of running backs you got going yeah, on over there. let's play who's healthy this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nuts, you know. Well, you can even look at the Niners last year when pretty much almost all their damn starters were, were on IR. Yeah. Uh, last season sucked. It, it's just tough sledding. <laughs> so, all right, well, let me ask you this. I mean, you kind of know, I, I went over the teams that I think, look, I believe in the, in the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks. After that, no deal, right? Inconsistent. Uh, I believe in the Patriots. I don't quite believe in the Titans. And until the Ravens figure out the blitz, I can't believe in, I can't believe in them. I think the Chiefs have enough upside that they should be okay. Um, and if the Bills play, you know, it's one of those things, if the Bills do what they should do, they should be in the mix, but... You know, I have the most confidence probably no in the Patriots and the Chiefs to get to, to sort it out and to be in the thick of it at the back end of the season. You know, but I only feel that good about one team in the AFC. I feel really good about three teams in the NFC. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I can uh, agree with that uh, just because now that it's for, for where we are in the season and, uh, and watching how everything's progressed, I definitely have the most confidence in the AFC. I definitely have the most confidence in the Patriots just because a, you really can never, you know, count Belichick out and his no. coaching style. No. No. Uh, he's, he, he just know he knows the, the types of players he wants. He brings them in and, you know, sure. The season started off rough for them, but everything's gelling. Now everybody knows their position. They know what they got to do and they're, they're doing it. Um, I know Kansas City is going to make the playoffs. I know they'll probably get a little bit farther than most, but until that offense is up and running mm-hmm. similarly to how their defense is playing right now, I, at this point, I feel like it's the Patriots to lose for in terms of the conference itself. Probably. Um, I mean, it, it seems to be shaping up to be, to be that, uh, particularly if they can stay as the one and teams have to travel to them. Which obviously, be you know, having home field advantage it did wonders for them, uh, you know, in Brady's heyday. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mean to say that to discredit what they accomplished. I know some people like to be like, well, I'm not saying that. But you earned that and you benefit from that, you know. And um, inconsistency gets you. It, uh, you look uh, <laughs> a little bit later than he said he would be, but it looks like old D-Stat showed up. Oh, yeah, buddy. You there, buddy? Yes, sir. Oh, look, man, I got an intro song for you. You'll thank me later. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, I gave it away. 
I can't give you that. That's a lie. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Yeah, but that's one of the make sure if you're playing that stupid Whamageddon bullshit that you were out. All right. <laughs> you ready to hit your cue, bro? Yes, sir. Yeah, like an absolute champ. All right. The one, the only, our favorite resident degenerate, the one and only D-Stat. One more time. You know what I think we should get uh, Whitfield for Christmas? I think we should get a a blow-up doll that plays this song for him. (laughs) You know, Justin, just for shiggles, I was actually going to say blow-up doll, but the fact that you say blow-up doll that plays the thong song just kills it. I mean, bro. Even better. Even better if it played that. There was a, it, it had like I don't know uh, a, a couple of tracks attached to it. So he he could get the Rick Astley blow up doll. Oh no! <laughs> Never gonna blow you up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man, not nice. Anyway, blow up doll. Damn, Sorry. you got denied by the blow up doll. You just got rickrolled by that thing. That's, that's that's tough, bro. Click click boom. They write Justin is click click pull. Well, you click <laughs> you click click pull too hard. Man, it, it's going to get dangerous with that blow-up doll, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> we might not see Whitfield till like, the new year. This new inflatable snuggle buddy. <laughs> Will Matt tell the blow-up doll he'll never let her go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's because we have to get him one that does the poop shoot boogie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. You do realize Matt's going to murder all of us one day, One day. (laughs) One day. Not today. But one day. And not not tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness. This shark will go on. (laughs) And uh, Whitfield, Whitfield. Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly. (laughs) No. He is not being treated unfairly. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, Mark, man, it's good to see you. Didn't know you're uh, if you're gonna show up tonight, but uh, where are we at, man? We got might, might be close to refill a clock. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let me let me ask you, dude, because it, it's it, your you know, Giants fandom this season seems to be circling the drain. Danny Dimes out again. So I don't know. I, I mean, at this point, at, at this point, where do you go, bro? Oh, and side note, I do want to thank the New York football giants. Uh, they are one of several teams that over the last four weeks gave me all the strikes necessary to take me out of the of the death pool or survivor pool. I mean, think about this. Think about this. I took the Bucks to beat the uh, Redskins or Washington. 
That was an L. I took the Eagles to beat the Giants. Did they? No, because Jalen Hurts and what was it Jalen Ragor? Uh, apparently, the dude forgot how to catch. Right? That was an L. And then the freaking Lions beat the Vikings. That was my third L out. Like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Seriously? God bless. Un- unbelievable. But uh, what do you do at this point? Like, as a you know, as, as a fan, you say, "All right, what are you looking for? What do you want? What do you want out of the rest of the season?" Because let's be honest, you fig- looking at the NFC East, it should be Dallas. They'll probably find a way to choke it out and make it super interesting uh, at the back end. Philly, I'm not quite sure what to make of them. I like the Gardner Minshew play the uh, the other week, but it was the Jets, so you know, calm your tits, Philly fan. And Washington, I don't know how good they are, but they're better than they were, and they're gonna make you. They're gonna make you have to earn the W. Yeah. So it seems like the NFC East is gonna get right back into that. You know, beat up on each other and see where it goes. But I'm afraid the Giants are. I, I think that I think this is a circle to drain. You know, end of the season. So. Oh yeah, and I mean that's you know it it has been so I mean I, I'm. You know, again, I'm not being a fair weather fan. I'll never not be the you know Giants no. fan. I'm not not suddenly uh, go Bucks or something like that. But um, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Um, I, yeah, I but uh, you know I, I I go in every week hoping for competitive. Um, I, I hope I hope Danny can get back in there because I still want to keep seeing him some more. Uh, you know, I think that's um, he played a uh, an overall pretty good game against uh, Philly, and so you know more of that and i'm okay with the idea of him you know contending to to helm the team next year i know last time we recorded i was saying i I personally was on on the let's you know see what else we can do do next year well hey man uh, you know there are reports out there that uh old old russell wilson that's one of the teams he'd wave his no trade clause for is new york yeah, and I know he said you know no no story there, but I mean he didn't say no. He just you know said no story. Well, that's because um, it's in season. What are you what are you supposed to do? Of, of, of course, he exactly. Can't, he what can't do, what do you what do you want? What, what yeah. do you want him to say? Yes, I would go there in a heartbeat. Um, I'm sure, his teammates teammates would love playing from the rest of the season after that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean obviously I'd be thrilled with that. Would you? Um, would you oh, be, absolutely. Would you be like yeah. Russell Wilson? Would you know? Open arms, come on down, like what? I've always been a big fan of Russ, and I think that's you know he obviously struggled uh, for a few weeks uh, post injury. I feel like his last game was was obviously pretty damn good. Seemed to be. Um, so you know he didn't forget how to play quarterback. I think you know I mean just not fully healthy or who knows exactly, just a little rusty, uh, a little, little rusty. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heyo. Hey. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take uh, Russ Danger in a heartbeat. Um, Fun factoid, by the way, Jalen Hurts was the first Eagles quarterback with zero touchdowns and three interceptions versus the Giants since 1990. A rare feat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you mean old uh, grounder McNabb never did that? Nope. Uh, 1990? This sounds like Randall Cunningham territory. You got to go back. We'd have to to fact check that one. Either way, a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to enjoy the rest of the season. I, I like I said, uh, hope hope would be competitive, uh, relatively <clears throat> competitive at least. Um, 
you know, like we talked about before, I also think that, you know, Barkley, in my opinion, is back if he's intelligent enough to take a, you know, a, a, a low deal for a season to say, hey, let me stay in Giants land. Let me prove myself. Um, well, I mean, if Russell yeah. Wilson's going to show up. Yeah. I mean, that that would be very appealing to stick around for. So, I mean, that, that certainly could, uh, you know, could be, you know, you know how, you know, high I am on Tony. I think that's, um, you know, Ingram has shown, you know, some decent games. I, I, mm. I, he's still such a frustrating guy at times, but I, I know he's got the potential to be a really good tight end. Um, they obviously, we, we talked about it over and over, and it's just absolute fact. They've got to work on shoring up the offensive line uh, mm. signif- significantly for anybody. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I'm – anyway, I would, t- I would take Russell Wilson in a heartbeat. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. <laughs> that's, All that's right. for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jones hasn't done enough to really cement anything. No. So we can talk about, you know, continued growth and upside and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think the Giants have enough. They've invested enough. Again, their offensive line is not where it needs to be. Although Russell Wilson's had to deal with that in Seattle. So it's not like any, you know, not new to him. But they've got a fair amount of skill position talent. Although, you know, Galladay can't seem to stay healthy on the field. Neither can Shepard. God bless. How good would that guy be if he could actually just F and stay healthy? Yeah. Um, Same with Barkley. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, and it stinks because it's one of those things that at some point you're just an injury-prone player. Uh, Here's looking at you, Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. They they need, I swear to God, man, I I think they, they need somebody to be the primary. They need somebody other than McCaffrey to be the primary back, and they need to use McCaffrey... At like out of the slot, and then there's a pass catching back and a change of pace back. Like I think they can use McCaffrey a lot, but just not as they need somebody else to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna come, you know, bust up the line and throw some, you know, tough runs up, and let's use him in space." Because otherwise, I just I don't know what else you're gonna get out of his career, dude. Six games a season, yeehaw! Seems to be a waste of what he's. Did he get a contract extension? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid, dude. He got paid. And he hasn't been the same since. Injuries, man. They take yep. they take it out of you, bro. You know? I'm not saying it's fair, but he can't stay on the field. So as exciting as a player as he is and as skilled as he is, they need to leverage they need to, to leverage him more intelligently than they're doing. Yeah. It doesn't mean he won't still get hurt, but you know, if Chuba Hubbard is is good, then they just need to RBBC that bad boy. And I would think McCaffrey is most dangerous in space. Get the dude in space. Don't run him up into a sea of bodies. Just an opinion. Who knows? Well, they got rid of Joe Brady, so we'll find out if they can actually do that or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, huh, where are we at? I need a refill, and we need to salute a clock. And since Mark, uh, we we know where the Giants are at. It's tough. But now that you're here, we get to talk about the Steelers. So one of the things we've, we didn't really spend a, a ton of time on, like, specific games, right? But we've talked a lot about kind of some trends and teams that we have confidence in and really – you know, I think one of the big storylines of the season, there's only a few teams that you really look at and you go, 
they're consistent. I feel confident that they're going to deliver. You know, it's the Cardinals, uh, the Packers, the Bucks, and the NFC. And the AFC, other than the Patriots, I don't have a high degree of confidence in anybody. Right? I mean, there's good teams. I'm not saying there's you know the Bills aren't good. I'm not saying that. But the way that the season has gone and where we're at now in this home stretch, you know, how much confidence do you have, whether it's the Colts or the Bills or, you know, insert Team X or the Ravens who need to learn how to pick up the damn blitz. Chargers. Chargers, inconsistent as hell. Exactly. Um, the Bengals, inconsistent. I mean, one week they're blowing somebody out. I don't know how they went from beating the hell out of the Steelers to, you know, getting getting t- taken to the woodshed. I know they closed the gap, but, I mean, the Chargers, what were they at, like 24 to nothing? Yeah. So, just weird. I mean, the AFC is just odd. I mean, inconsistency seems to be part of the theme of the season. Yeah, and, it really does. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, this is a stranger to figure out. I mean, it, I, I swear, it, it, in a typical season, I feel like we have a few more teams that we're, we can operate with a high degree of confidence. It doesn't, doesn't mean they won't drop a game or have a bad game or something screwy happens. But, like, I, I just don't have a ton of confidence in a lot of teams that they are going to consistently deliver. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and I, I brought this up earlier, but it, it was the 24 teams are, are within one game of the playoffs in the league. Yes. That is incredible. Think about that. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. So, and the Lions are still mathematically alive, Mark. And it's December. And they only got one win. (laughs) Did we all see this? I feel like I saw the stat that Jonathan Taylor has more touchdowns for the season than the Giants have as a whole team. Wow. That's painful. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. So... Yeah, so look, I'm going to go make a new beverage. We'll come back. We'll do a salute o'clock. Um, we'll pick up. We still have a, a little CFP chatter, and we can just kind of wrap up some, some NFL stuff and just kind of, you know, chug on through because we're at a, you know, a nice, you know, 50 55. So we probably got another good half an hour, um, you know, which is not, not bad for a Saturday flip. Uh, I say that and, you know, might go a little bit longer than that, but uh, I don't know how much gas I have in the tank. I will warn you. So. <laughs> but anyway, keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Well, we say like that we always do. We say that, and, and it always gets away from us. So I know better what? than I. Dude, look, can I tell you how many times I'm editing the podcast, and I'm I, like, I will say, "All right, let's wrap it up," and then like an hour later, we're still going. You know what I mean? So like, I know better than to promise that because it just it's, it's kind of like Josh Jacobs. You know, we'll yeah. wrap it up, and then he just never wraps it no, up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> if the reports are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Before you attack, I wrap your whacker. Uh, don't don't be a fool. Or, wrap your tool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Van Wilder. Yeah, I'm sure there's any other laundry list of like stupid condom wearing terms we could drop, but you know, well, Shannon doesn't have to worry about it. Mister Vasectomy, hoorah! That's right. Mm-hmm. Frozen, I don't know, man. Frozen peas, baby. Frozen oh, peas, man. I, I did have a dedication for the Lions, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. I think this is, like, legit. For winning their first game. Yeah, bro. Like- we, talked, we talked about frozen peas, so this has to come back up. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I will say, even though they took me out in the death pool uh, or the survivor, what are you supposed to call it? You know, aren't we like not supposed to call it the death pool anymore? That it's frowned upon or something. So whatever, it's, it's a death pool. <laughs> I mean, it's a survivor Fuck pool em. now. Whatever. Fuck them. You know, I mean, I, obviously a, a tough, tough week when, you, when you're talking about Michigan because of the Oxford incident, and that's awful. Uh, so I was happy for the Lions. It, and Dan Campbell was obviously, I mean, you could see how just the raw emotion of that team getting that win. And yes. God bless for them to still get a win after them going forward on fourth and one on their own 28, like morons, is incredible. I cannot believe yeah. that they did that. I cannot believe they did that. Because, of course, they didn't pick it up. Of course, they didn't pick it up. And they gave up a touchdown. Because of course, because that's how that's gonna go. But Jar- so Detroit, Jared Goff led that team on a seventy-five yard drive without a timeout. You mean his receivers got to the line of scrimmage and didn't have to like signal a first down and like waste like five seconds? No, they did after not. They got. They okay. did not do the the Chase Claypool dancing. Because clearly, at at least at the very end, not during the fourth and one, but on that very last drive, they did. I understood the assignment. Vikings sure as shit didn't, because I'd still be I'd still be alive in the survivor pool if it wasn't for that bullshit. But what kind of defense? Oh, awful! Are are they defending the? The goalpost? I mean, good lord. And what I don't get is why are you watching the uh if you know you got a, you got help in the middle, you should be definitely playing the outside regardless. Oh no, man. That's tragic. That was I mean, tragically that, that was bad defense, dude. They were playing eight yards deep and the receivers right in front of them. Like, dude, what are you doing? What are you what are you doing, man? <laughs> I, I will say that that video you posted of Goff's girlfriend after she saw they won. I mean, yes, I damn, but it was it, it was it was sweet. It, it really was. Oh, yeah. It really was sweet. Yes, she did. She yes, let him. She did. <laughs> and that's uh, incidentally, that's what the uh, Vikings did. They let him have it, so it was pretty. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they damn near let the Steelers look, have it look, too. Look, look, either way, Jared Goff's girlfriend or the Vikings, both of them let him put it in. It's what you get. Shannon, Shannon, what can I say? What can I say? Well played, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't man. under the weather it don't matter. <laughs> Justin's on his game. Sometimes. I'm definitely not a hundred percent, so which is probably fairly evident, but he's not a hundred percent, but he gets a hundred and ten percent, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Dan Dan Campbell gone wild is what I had written in my notes. <laughs> Dave Dan Campbell gone Dan Dan Campbell gone wild, dude. So they ended a 15 game winless streak. That was 364 days since last winning at Chicago uh, last season, giving first year head coach Dan Campbell his first victory because they had a tie with the franchise. So good for him. Um, you know, I- I'm happy for him. Obviously, I can joke around about the survivor stuff, whatever. 
Uh, but it, that that was good. And, and his post-game presser, he was obviously emotional. First thing I would start with, uh, this game ball goes to the whole Oxford community. All those were affected. Um, and that being said, man, I just, you know, I just I want us to not forget these names, Madison Baldwin, Hannah St. Juliana, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, Phoebe Arthur, uh, John Ashuda, Riley France, Elijah Mueller, Kylie Osiji, Aiden Watson, and Molly Darnell, who's a teacher. Um, those those names, um, for all those, uh, you know, will never be forgotten, and they're in our hearts and our prayers and all the families, and not to mention all those that were affected by all of this. Uh, the classmates, the brothers and sisters, the cousins, the teachers, the everybody, coaches. The... I mean, good on him. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's an awful situation. That's an that's a terrible situation. They're obviously thrilled to win their game, uh, and they paid tribute in their own way with a nod to to. I mean, they had stuff on their jerseys, um, and just taking that time in the post game presser. And it, that's not gonna. It obviously doesn't change much. You know what I mean? It doesn't change any of what happened, and that's a very small token in the grand scheme of things. But I think that's important, you know, uh, for a community that's obviously very wounded and very hurt. So I, I'm happy that I'm happy for them that they won, and I respect uh, I respect them going out there and you know doing that in the, in the post game presser. So and just seeing how excited like Goff and Campbell were, you know what I mean? I think the only post game celebration that topped that was Gardner Minshew and his dad. That was pretty cool. That was ridiculous. I feel, I feel like Gardner Minshew would out chest chop Randy for some reason. <laughs> you know? Somehow, so that that or you two would just trade chest chops for like five hours until somebody just fell over. <laughs> That'd be damn impressive. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> pretty wild. But yeah, so uh, kudos to the Lions for for getting that and the inconsistent, inconsistent, the freaking Minnesota Vikings. What the hell, man? Who was it that lined up? We obviously have to laugh at Kirk Cousins doing this behind the guard thing. Who was it? Was a Saints quarterback? Was it Aaron? Somebody he played with Green Bay, and then he was the Saints quarterback. And I, Brooks, Aaron, Aaron, Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Yeah, wasn't it him? Didn't he do that? I could swear he did that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tweet everybody but the center. That's where these quarterbacks lined up. Everybody but the center. <laughs> Moron. Oh, God. Uh, Speaking of Claypool, one of my favorite uh, tweets that I saw, and I ended up retweeting it, was where they have that airport, like, signal dude dancing all around, and they were like, this is Chase Claypool. I forget that first down. (laughs) And he's just, like, (laughs) waving all around, doing a dance, all that stuff. I thought that was so accurate. And, um, dude, I don't know if you saw man, Ryan Clark gave, gave that dude the business. I don't know if you guys saw this thing. This was the line. I mean, look, I, I like Chase Claypool. Um, that was some questionable decision-making right there at the end of that game. Um, the second's obviously, you know, pretty critical at that point. Uh, and I appreciate getting the first down. Probably didn't need to do the, the little bit of the extra there. Uh, but Ryan Clark, man, just dropped the hammer. Chase Claypool is as mentally and emotionally underdeveloped as he is physically overdeveloped. 
This is a dude that has all the things you need from a physical standpoint to be a superstar wide receiver. He has a remedial level mental understanding of what it is to be a football player, of what it is to be a good teammate, of what it is to be a winner. You heard what he said. After he got the first down, he did my thing. At that point, it's not about my thing, it's about our thing. It's about when you watch a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, who's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, sprint faster to give the ball back to the referee and put it on the hash than he did to catch the football. It's about our thing that when I make the mistake, when I do my first down point, I don't talk about Trey Turner, who is trying to do the right thing and get the football out of my hand, bring it to the hash and give it to the referee. I don't talk about him knocking the ball out of my hand and that being why I did not get the ball to the referee. No, you weren't looking for the referee. No, you weren't looking for the hash. You weren't attempting to get the football to the referee and have it placed where it needed to be in order for you to get the ball and have one extra play after Fryermuth gets the football knocked out of his hand by Harrison Smith. That's what's wrong with this team. No accountability. No thumbs pointing at me to say I'm the reason. Well, I'm going to tell him, Chase Claypool, that's on you. That's your problem. Just like the personal foul in the first quarter, just like the personal foul late in the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He only cares about himself, and that self-centeredness is part of what's bringing the Pittsburgh Steelers team and organization mm. down. I mean, dude. Chase Claypool is as mentally and emotionally underdeveloped as he is physically overdeveloped. That is straight up ruthless. Woo. He's not wrong. Woo. He And he's like one of many players who, and I actually, surprisingly, I actually had this discussion with my trainer at the gym the other day. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of guys who aren't, humble who do not respect the game who play more for themselves than anything else and it's an issue it, you it's it's you know you, these guys need to be humbled and understand that it's not about them at least be situationally aware right? exactly dude like look in the grand scheme all right a whole bunch of players are gonna spin the football celebrate do whatever first down flex fine bro but when the clock's ticking and it's the end of the game and your team needs to score, bro, come on. You got to do better than that. I, li again, I like Chase Claypool, man. And uh, look, he, he made some clutch plays at the end of that game that were important for them to even be where they were. But definitely dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, you don't celebrate until you get the win. I don't know. Mark, Mr. Co-opted Steelers fan. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah, and no, I mean Ryan Clark is exactly right, and that's that's real frustrating because, yeah, he's he's you know physically and and football you know skills wise extremely gifted, um, and and I don't have a problem with dudes celebrating, dudes showing some personality and things like that, but it, it, you have to be capable of being like you said situationally aware. There's absolutely no player in the league unless you're getting a touch. Unless you get, if you get a touchdown that moment and the play is over because you got the freaking touchdown, dance your ass off, celebrate your ass off. Yeah. When you have no timeouts and, and, and the clock is ticking, to to take any extra seconds that isn't you jumping up as quickly as you can and getting the ball to the ref, you're you're hurting your team. And and, and 
I, you know, I, I was baffled when I saw that. I mean, I was yeah. like, great. Got the first down needed to happen. How, how are you celebrating here? How are you taking the moment to yourself? That's such that that's just gotta be such a horrendous look to the rest of his team and his teammates. And uh, it's just awful. I, it's Think just about baffling. Let, let me ask you guys. Yeah. If you're the GM of the Steelers today and that happened and you need to make a statement, would you cut Claypool? Hell no. Oh, hell, hell no. no. <laughs> hell no. Uh, no. Hell, uh, make an example of him, perhaps. No. Man, they so don't find cut. So find him? No. I, 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 but you can I bench can, his I, ass? Bench him or find him or both? You, yeah, I don't think you can find him for that. I don't, I don't know about that. But you, you, can, you can make an example of him. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to lose him, right? I mean, it, he, he, what is he's, he? Twenty? He's, 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 he's two three. I mean, yeah, he, he's young. He, he's a baller, but that's that's a learning opportunity. And the head coach, what you're charged with at that point is saying, what what do we what do we get out of that, right? What do we learn from that? How do we apply that? How do we apply the? I mean, think about in in that in the context of the end of that game. Okay, uh, number one, Minnesota was killing them. So kudos to the, mm-hmm. the, to the Steelers for even getting back in that. Um, some of that you can thank Kirk Cousins for doing Kirk Kirk Cousins things, um, as always. <laughs> but for them to come roaring back the way that they did and to have some opportunity, think about that, that last drive, the difference between what Claypool did and what Johnson did. Like, Johnson, here he is going across, almost gets tackled, but... What does he do? He's busting his ass to get out of bounds and stop the clock, right? I don't know how much time they would have saved had Claypool gotten that first down and then gotten up and immediately got that ball back to the ref. What are you talking about? An extra four, maybe five, maybe six seconds? I don't know. Somewhere in that At least one more play. So realistically, if the rest of the drive plays out the same way, they have at least one more opportunity. Now, you don't know that the rest of the drive will play out the same way, but what you do know is that it costs them time, and right. that's that's what you got to have. Look, they needed the touchdown and a two point conversion. That's not an easy thing to do. But he, you know what I mean. That action, by the time you get to the end, you go, we don't have another shot because you wasted four seconds flexing out. I think Claypool is tremendous, but that's a that's a learning opportunity. And uh, I would imagine if, you know, for for context, do you think if he was a New England Patriot and he did that, that he would be starting the next week? Uh, Hell no. No. <laughs> no. No. And, and, no. I mean, you know, Ryan Clark was harsh. That was harsh. And, and there was some blowback for that. But he's trying to make a point, And it's like, who are you thinking about? And it was exacerbated. Not only did he do it. He then had the press conference talking about talking about it. And you know, as much as I like Claypool, it is it's a pretty crap take to be like, well, you know, the llama came and was trying to get the ball. Dude, the llama is trying to get the ball back to get to the ref so y'all can snap the damn thing. That's what he's trying to do while you're flexing. Apology apology. Yeah, uh, yes. An uh, a non-apology apology. That's about right. No, don't 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 throw them under the bus. So, okay, and and the other thing yesterday, and after this, we'll we'll take a break, Justin. Mm-hmm. I know you need to refill. I do. Definitely. So I'm I'm listening to ESPN Radio yesterday on my way into work, mm-hmm. and 
you know, it, it's the guys that are filling in for Greeny on his show. And they're like, is this must win for Minnesota and Pittsburgh? And like the first thing out of their mouths are like, yes, if Minnesota loses the job, the coach's job is in jeopardy. And then I think it was Damian Woody came on and they said, well, what if Pittsburgh loses? He goes, well, then Tomlin's job is in jeopardy. I'm like, They've had three coaches in their history, and Tomlin's, Tomlin's never had a losing season. Tomlin's fine. How is this dude's job in jeopardy? It's not. It's not. Like I Zim, I, his job is in jeopardy. But he's sixty. Like he's plus fifteen in his career with the Vikings. Who who are you bringing in that's going to do better? Yeah, but it, here's the thing. Do you feel like the Vikings have underachieved relative to the amount of talent that they've had? I do. Do you think I do? I you, do, 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 but you think they, do you think they make situationally poor decisions? <laughs> I do. How about that end zone defense they had against the fucking Lions? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Okay, look, I, I'm not I'm I'm not hating on Zimmer. Do I think he's at least a, a good coach? I do. However, as somebody that has watched my fair share of games out of that freaking division. Um, sure. Zimmer, that, that's a team that is not, they're underachieving. They're underachieving. And at some point you go, is this just not right, not the right mix? You know, or if, you, if you're going to stay with what you got, Cook and Cousins and what that team is, if Zimmer can't get them over the hump and they make the same kind of stupid mistakes, maybe... Either you got to change the team or you got to change the coach. I know what, as somebody that watched a lot of Kirk Cousins, man, had a lot of arguments with people about Kirk Cousins or Kurt Cousins, as uh, Bruce Allen might say. Um, <laughs> good old Kurt. <laughs> not like Warner Cousins. I, yeah. I don't know what his movie would be, but probably not as good. Good, you know, has moments. Produces statistics, but when you watch yeah. them play, you go, eh. So I, I don't know how, how much of that is on Zim, but I, I mean, somebody – Look, who, who said accountability earlier? Who said that? Ryan Clark. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yes, but I mean, Shannon, was it you that brought up accountability somewhere along the line? Yeah. I okay. mean, we all, we all brought it up at some point. <laughs> all right. You have to be accountable – to your teammates, to your team. Yes. I don't know. All like, right, so then who gets held accountable for what the Vikings I, have consistently done the last couple coach. of years? A coach. coach. A coach. Head coach. And that, that to me is a desirable team because you have skill position talent. you got a good running back. Cousins is he's okay. Two, two pretty good all-pro receivers. Yeah. That, nice mean, receiving core. Tight ends. Uh, Osborne's a good third receiver. Uh-huh. If your defense is healthy, you got some deep. Well, I think you need to reload on the uh, the the third level. They uh, do. And uh, look for all the Tomlin haters. Don't forget Aaron Rodgers is out there giving like little side eye winks to Tomlin. <laughs> yeah. If you want to believe the rumors about Rodgers in Pittsburgh, just saying. I mean, what if Rodgers went the route of Brett Favre and went to Minnesota, dude? That team would be just sick on offense. Well, yeah. Now, be... I know you don't want to see that. No, but... no, 
No, I, I do not. I would prefer not, personally. But, so. I mean, I mean, if you have a – what if Brady, after the season, said he's out and went to Minnesota and said, I got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin. Brady? Cook. Yeah. That'd be said, weird. fuck it. Mm. That'd not be that he would. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I trying to you. think of big names. I hear I'm you. Just, I hear you. you. Know. Yeah, no. What if Brady said after the season, I can't beat the Giants, I'm going to join them? Dude, can you imagine Mark wearing a fucking Tom Brady New York Giants jersey? <laughs> oh, my God. What think, kind of I, what, what kind of multi – forget Doctor Strange. This would be the multiverse of madness right here. You know? I think Lindy's head would explode. I, you oh, know. my God. I the world would be upside down. Justin might finally watch Fargo. Like, everything would just be backwards. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it'd be insanity. If somehow, some way, your ass ends up with a Tom Brady New York Giants jersey, he's up there slinging the rock up there. I will watch Fargo. Because at that point, I know, dude, I know the world's ending, and my I have a limited opportunity. That is it. Oh God, that's like the end of uh, uh, Scary Movie Four. Uh, after the Brenda leaves and the the. Jigsaw guy looks at the other one and he goes, Tell me you didn't catch something. He's like, Nah, she's a virgin. We are so fucked. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, did, did I ever share that article where the uh, the scout, there was a giant scout that really liked Tom Brady? And he, he, uh, he talked, he was super old. He had been with the Giants for like forever. Um, and he, he was pushing them and advocating for them to draft Brady. And and they they didn't do it. Uh, did I ever did I share that in the sports group chat? That, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, no. It, <clears throat> I'll have to see if I can dig it back up. It was fast, and they had an interview with this guy, and he was talking about why he liked Tom, and why he was advocating for him, and he was trying to get somebody to take a chance and draft him, and they they just they wouldn't do it. Um, and it it seemed like that like he was a long long time scout, long time personnel guy, uh, with the Giants, so. You know, it, it was just it was just interesting. Of course, you know, that's one of those things that you're saying that you say that knowing what he ended up being with a different team and how he developed there and what you know what he achieved with them. It doesn't mean that it, he would have developed. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean it would have gone the same way. Um, but it's hard not to go the the old proverbial "what if," right? What if he had been here? What or, if what if they had listened and we had taken him? Would he have been the same kind of guy? Doesn't mean they would have had the same kind of success, but would he have been the same kind of guy? And if that's the case, then that's, you know, obviously a great personnel miss. Good for the Patriots, bad for the Giants, but extra interesting considering their careers are really linked. Right. You know what I mean? Because they are. Oh, absolutely. Forever. Their career, Tom Brady is forever linked to the New York football Giants, period. Not only because Belichick is. But because that's the that's the one team that has denied him a ring. Yeah, I mean, I, I I said it multiple times. How I mean, I guarantee, even if he wouldn't admit it to any person, that if Brady were given the opportunity to give up a couple of you know MVPs or or you know records to 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 have one Super Bowl victory over the Giants, he would do it in a heartbeat. He'd give up all of his records, I think. 
Uh, I don't know about all, well, but I, uh, cl- close to it. I think I if it could be for the the, the perfect season, he might do it yeah. for that. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be the one. If you're if you're going to trade it, it would be for the eighteen and zero season, and then winning the Super. That would that would be the one where you do it because that would be all time yes. legendary. And they were close, oh, yeah. um, and because that that team was incredible. They, yeah. they that was a phenomenal football team, and that was a, it took a phenomenal Super Bowl for the Giants to you know to to do that, but. It it is also weird to think that of, of all the divisions that have stuck it to him, it's the NFC East because it's the Eagles and the Giants. Right. I mean that's crazy, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you can't ever count on the Falcons to beat Tom Brady. You know that's not happening. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Can't count on the Falcons to beat anybody. I was I was rewatching the end of that uh, Super Bowl maybe a couple months ago, and uh, I still feel like my absolute favorite piece is the fact that like. After Plaxico scored the touchdown to go ahead, I mean Brady gets the ball back, and everyone, of course, is like, "All right, they've got a chance. They've got a chance." I know. I mean, Giants defense just shut them down four consecutive plays. I mean, didn't mm-hmm. wasn't even I mean just that 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 defense. I mean, I, I you know, oh, how much fun it was to have a defense like that. <laughs> I, I still contend that third down stop by the cornerback was maybe one of the best defensive plays I've ever seen because yeah, that had to be, what, 70 yards on a dime, and if he doesn't t- get that, Moss walks right on in. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, Brady gets crushed on that, I believe it was the second down. They had to call the timeout, and the third down, Moss yep. just runs that, I don't even know what you call it, a post or whatever, and – Dude, that cornerback, and I, I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. But I can think of it right now either, but I know exactly the player you're talking about. But holy crap, dude. If if he, like, just – the turf monster gets him. Right. That, that's game. Yeah. I think so. the turf monster will also get Whitfield with that blow-up doll of his. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Fuck him. yep sounds about right Whitfield don't make that blow up to all the bottom just trying to help you out bro (laughs) keep it on top alright keep it on keep it on top buddy I'll send you a patch kit as a stocking stuffer it's okay oh no I know that's terrible. Well, he didn't even show up. That's on him. True. <laughs> I can't believe he made that trade with you. I, I figured he would just stick with his lineup and just go as is in that in that league. Oh, what uh, car for Patterson? Yeah, yeah. Well, let him shed. He was carrying he was carrying multiple quarterbacks and let him just trim that down. So I was like, all right, let's roll. Yeah, uh, he, he tried. He offered me. Like someone for Wentz, or he said, "Make pick your poison for Wentz." And I would have gone Patterson or Deontay Johnson, and I just was looking. I'm like, dude, why are you making the trade? You got Aaron Rodgers. You're good. I like, know. You, you don't need to make that trade. Nope. I, I have a bad feeling that's going to cost them, but because that's Atlanta's man loves man. fantasy trades too much. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? That's what makes fantasy football so interesting. It's a little bit of the luck. All right. I need a fresh beverage. So let's take a pause. We need a salute o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to wrap up some other thoughts. 
And then, I don't know. We didn't really talk about the CFP very much. So we had got a couple things we can laugh about with that. Oh, by the way, I do want to say, um, <laughs> dear Purdue, thanks for the drive-by time as your number one as the number one team in the country. That was awesome. <laughs> what was that? Like three days? Two days? What was that? Brief. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Enjoy Good that. Uh, what is today? Friday, Saturday now. Enjoy those last two days as number one. Yeah. Taken out by Rutgers and Ron Hopper Jr., baby. Woo! They Dude, are that the, was a sick shot. Yeah, it was. They. By the way, um, uh, Purdue is the fifth team of all time to get the number one and then lose the very next game they played. <laughs> they didn't understand the assignment. They did not. <sighs> Just saying. That's what you get. Good Damn. job, good effort. Good job, good effort. Okay, I'm going for a refill. I'm starting okay. to feel a little bit better, but that's uh, probably just the booze talking. So, could be it. It could be, but we need a salute clock, and cool. we're gonna power through another thirty and then get the hell out of here. So, cool. that's the All plan, right. I think. Yeah, everybody good. That's the plan. There. Yeah. All right, cool, awesome. Let me go get a refill. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, elected to go with a, another beer as opposed to making another, uh, you know. <laughs> Jack and Coke. I figure it's probably a better decision at this time of night. So, what that means, though, is that it's salute o'clock. So, I, of, of course, am enjoying a broken skull. Uh, very tasty. I've had a lot of other beers this week, but this is my fallback for recording. Hoorah. So, I don't feel all bloated and full. Uh, and I did enjoy a, a Jack and the Mexico. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I know. Shocking to no one. Uh, Randy and Shannon, however, got a head start on everybody drinking tonight. <laughs> indeed, we did. Indeed, yes, we did. indeed, indeed, you did, because you got to visit our man Todd at Kroger for the Hardywood GBS event. Yes, we did. So, mm-hmm. so, so we had to. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting there waiting, waiting for y'all. I was like. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Toledo. When are these guys going to show up? But I'm glad. I was a little bit worried that McGuffin might be down for the count. I figured Randy would, would, would make it, but I was a little bit worried about McGuffin. So, <laughs> Ran Randy, what did you enjoy at the Kroger Hardywood GBS event, and what are you enjoying, enjoying now? <laughs> well, the thing is, is obviously I had to get a gingerbread stout. Of it, course. It, it's, you know, Duh. it's just... That's what I had to. I was like, "Yep, that's what I want." That's what. I, and the, the thing is, is they were handing out samples, so it's like I got to sample some of the Christmas morning right. and things like that as well. Um, but we figured, you know, one because Shannon's like, "All right, let's go to Hardywood because I got to pick up something from there, and we'll have a beer." So when we got to Hardywood, I did the Christmas pancakes, which they you know, it's phenomenal. I love it. I was just in the mood for something ultra sweet, but. So after but getting home, I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm going to double fist. So Oh, easy. I know, right? Oh, big boy. So for uh, the beer, I went with the uh, Victory Merry Monkey. It's, you know, tis the season. So and it's uh, obviously mighty tasty. Tis the and, season. I, and I decided to break out an old school favorite of yours, Justin. Oh. Captain and Dr. Pepper. Hey. Nice. 
I enjoyed many Captain and Dr. Peppers along the way. That is for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yes, you did. I did. That was my jam for what felt like the better part of it, uh, at least a decade, if not almost two. <laughs> nice. It's a it was, damn good combo. It is. It, it is. It was always great whenever we saw Justin with the Dr. Pepper like bottle. We could be like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. If you were thirsty, and I, when I say thirsty, like you want a little little uh, adult beverage, if Justin had a Dr. Pepper, you'd be like, Pass it over here, man. I need a little bit. I need a sip. <laughs> give, give me, give me, a little, give me a little nip, nip, and you know you'd get a nice yeah. little nip of a Captain and Doc. You had to be careful because sometimes those were like 40, 60, 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you needed to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So <laughs> those I'll, weren't Ron Gardner's. Yeah, the, the old Rod Gardner's. I always Rod chuckle uh, because when I did the study abroad in 2000, I think it was 2008 in Guatemala, um, I drank a lot of rum and cokes and like it, it, there's all these pictures where i have a coke bottle and, and you can guarantee that every single time i'm posing and cheesing with a coke bottle that motherfucker is mixed like hell dude <laughs> i don't know how i cut so much weight well i know because it was hot and i walked everywhere and i was like scaling mountains and volcanoes so i think i cut like 30 pounds when i was there it was ridiculous <laughs> Which is extra amazing considering how much I drank while I was down there, dude. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but like, I have all these photos where I'm just like cheesing out, holding a bottle, and, and, and everybody was in on the gag, dude. They just knew. Oh, there's Justin with his coke. <laughs> in parentheses, mm -hmm. doing Doctor Evil stuff. Coke. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, we we were uh, we had this one trip to I think it was uh Penahachel. Uh, and then we went to Volcan de Pacaya and, um, we had the opportunity to like, you could rent a horse basically. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to drink, dude. I don't feel like climbing this damn volcano. I want to chill on a horse and drink this drink, man. And so I totally paid for the horse and I felt a little bit bad for the horse cause I'm a big dude and it was a small horse, but that's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I, but I had an extra bottle, and I gave, I gave a rum and coke uh, to my guide, my Guatemalan guide. I don't know if he was as appreciative as I was of that beverage. It may have been a little bit much for that person, uh, but I think you know they tried to be thankful uh, for it. But I, I definitely hooked him up with a strong mixed beverage, and that that fucker waited for me. By the way, he waited for me at, on the volcano with that horse. And I rode that horse back down, which the way up, awesome. Riding that horse the way down, not as awesome. That was the <laughs> that was some ball busting shit going down a volcano oh. on the oh. horse. Oh my god, did my balls hurt? It was <laughs> unbelievable how painful oh. how painful that was, dude. But it it was still it was still worth it. It was still worth it, but much better much better on the way up. And yes, Shannon. You are correct, sir, because I did. You said balls. I did. Ain't no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly. His balls did, probably. But... My, my nuts did. <laughs> That's for sure. That's all right. I'll also heartily say that uh, for anybody who, who's never had the pleasure of going to a football game with the captain, 
Oh. The captain knows how to pack a pack a cooler. He's uh he's definitely he's definitely the 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 right man for the job. If you ever need a a tailgating partner, that cooler can be pa- packed with quote unquote Dr Peppers, uh, beers, you know, a- anything you could want. That man knows how to stuff a cooler, and uh, the goodies that come out of that, you're like, how's there more in there? All right, awesome, yes, sweet. So Mark, so Mark, what you're saying is holy cow. What you're saying is Justin understood the assignment. He, he understands the assignment. <laughs> yes. Okay. When it comes to, when it comes to tailgating and getting crunk, oh hell yes. yeah. He keep calling me crime bitch. Can't <laughs> tell you killed this. I understood the assignment. Oh, it's it's not just tailgating because you'll go to a concert with him and all of a sudden oh, yeah. he's like it's like there you go. There's his little uh, his case with him. He's like, all right, let's see what I got in here. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, 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 you, if you leave if you leave his company thirsty, you're doing something wrong. You didn't come with the right thirst. No, no. Hell, you you leave you his company. Up. You, you screwed up exactly. <laughs> Company sober, you fucked up. <laughs> Guys, I tell you what, if, if I pack the cooler, man, I'm not going to let y'all down. I'm not going to bring oh. it down. I'm not going to let you down. Right. You know that. Nope. That's right. <laughs> uh, brew-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much understand the assignment. As, as a matter of fact, Shannon, this is your cue. <laughs> and last time I did this, I, I woke Amber up and she was pissed. So. No, don't, don't, you don't have to yell. I know it, but I get into it. And he <laughs> understood the assignment. <laughs> and now, the man that understands the goddamn assignment. Manageable. You don't break Zoom. You don't wake up the wife. It's much better. Yeah, that's true. The ceiling is the roof, MacGuffin. Just remember. The ceiling is the roof. Okay. You know? uh, and look, when I pack the cooler and we're all together. Stand. I don't know how much standing we're doing after all that drinking, but <laughs> I, I you feel you go, we are the world, Justin. I mean, Justin packs the coop. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he is the one that packs a better case, so let's start drinking. <laughs> well played, sir. Yes. I'd make a better drink for you and me. Damn right. <laughs> That's a true story. That, that is, you, there's a lot of facts we, there. Lots of facts. We were, if you knew if you were busting this one out, you might as well take a shot. Yeah, right. It's uh, pretty damn impressive right there. <laughs> Big facts. All right. So, Mark, let me ask you. Let me ask you. As as the adopted Steelers fan. What Ooh, the, what salute the o'clock, bro. Well, we're getting there. As okay. part of your salute o'clock, right? I, I want to know what you're drinking. Because Lord knows, Right. Dealing with the Steelers, you got to have some extra drinks in tow. <laughs> True story. Yep. You're not wrong. But I, I, I want, I want to react, and I want to know what you're drinking. Okay. I am drinking a uh, smart another. I think it's the last, same thing I had last time we were recording. Uh, 
it's too long of a name, but a smart mouth uh, kettle uh, whiskey sour inspired kettle sour. It's very good. Smart mouth uh, Norfolk. They're, that they was a lot of great... struggle bus to get that beer name out. I, I know. I know. It's too long of a name. I get it. Um, <laughs> they got to shorten it. <laughs> but um, I, oh man, the, the, the Steelers. <laughs> I could say a lot. I could babble for probably twenty minutes. I won't. Be, I won't do that bad. Don't need to. Um, no, we don't. I, I think I, I said this to, to a lot of y'all in the chat. I think my biggest confusion in that game, it, it, it goes both ways, and that's. The Steelers are so baffling. Obviously, I've watched them quite a bit this season, the second most team I've watched behind the Giants, and they just seem so sluggish out of the gate almost every game. They're really – I'd be really curious to see what their first half versus second half splits are. Um, but it just feels like they, they are supreme struggle bus uh, early in the game. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you, and you would think – I mean, there's, there's a lot of age on the team, obviously Ben, but, you know, other players as well. So, you know, you would think maybe it'd be kind of the opposite. But it's like, you know, Ben kind of starts to find the fountain of youth later in the game, and they, they, they wake up a bit. But obviously, you know, frequently it's, it's, it's too late. I mean, you know, you, you'd certainly like to think that if they did what they were doing late in the game, you know, how many points did they score in a couple minutes? Was I mean, it 21 points in like four minutes? Like five, I think twenty-one and five. I think is what twenty-one it was. and five, which is which is you know beastly. And I mean that's that's what their their offense can do when they're clicking. Obviously they get they they got a few turnovers too, um, but um, yeah, it's just really frustrating. Um, I think that certainly still plenty of it to me hangs on that Ben just isn't the right i mean i mean he, he's retiring i mean i, I know people are people are, are I mean, that's my wife, the current my, rumor du jour my, i know well my wife kept on highlighting that he he's just saying he's um what was he saying to think about it or something like that i don't i don't see how he comes back and he certainly i would be shocked beyond belief and i would think it'd be a terrible decision if he came back to play another season or two for another team i i that that would baffle me personally um, he's entitled to it if he chose to, but I, I, I wouldn't understand that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just really, you know, really baffling. And then the Vikings, I mean, obviously they're, they, there's so much the opposite. I mean, they, they can, you know, they've got so much talent across the board. Obviously a healthy Dalvin cook is just nasty now against the Steelers. I mean, that, that, that run defense is horrendous. And I mean, he, he had so many of those runs where, I mean, as like, he was joking with Aaron Andrews after the game, like she's like, he's like, you could have run those. Like, um, it, it was that you, but, you, dude, you know, the holes are big when he's talking to like the, the, you know what I'm saying? When he's dropping that to Aaron Andrews, you know, the holes are big, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I probably could have, you know, got a decent amount of yardage. Um, so, <laughs> Now, and again, that's not a knock on Cook. I mean, he took what was there, but and, and I think that, you know, uh, certainly he, he's a phenomenal back. So when he's healthy, when Thielen is healthy, Thielen Jefferson is a one-two punch, filthy. Nasty. Um, so, I mean, they've got so much talent. So what the hell is their problem? Why, why are they this way? Is it coaching? Uh, is it mentality? Is it um, – just, just, you know, attitude, what, 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 what all is going on. But, um, you know, certainly, I mean, I think the Vikings are more at fault for what they've given away than the Steelers. I think the Steelers have holes that they obviously show enough ability in spurts to mask it. But, uh, you know, for my wife's sake, for my very strong belief that Ben hangs it up, 
I'd, I'd love to see them somehow make enough of a push to at least sneak in the playoffs. And I, I think they've, I mean, they've obviously got enough ability that they could sneak a wild card win against somebody dude, for sure. If, dude, if they, if they play it right, dude, Roethlisberger to the Broncos, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, I just, I, I mean, I, I don't get it if he does it, but, uh, yeah. I, you know, it, no, I don't, I, I don't fucking see it. <laughs> um, I'm telling but, you, uh, Telling you, I just, look, you know, Ru- he- Russell. I'm calling it Russell Wilson to the to the Saints. Okay, I want Rodgers to stay in uh, you know in Green Bay, but if he ends up in Pittsburgh, man, look, Big Ben, Big Ben to Denver, bro. I think you, you miss you, you mispronounced Giants. You said Saints. So I think you meant to say Giants. No, um, I I, <laughs> I hear you, but I I think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I think I, that, I think they would be. Together. It, it it would be a beast of combo. I, I I get it, but uh, and then Besides, Rogers, you've already the, professed your love for Danny Dimes and how much you want to see him back. So, <laughs> no, I, didn't. I mean, Ru- um, Ru- Russell Wilson says, "Geez, thanks, D. Stad. All right, fine, I'll go to New Orleans." Jeez, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, well, Rogers on the Steelers is gonna be fun, but uh, that, would be, that would be so sad. That'd be so I mean, sad. It's gonna, it's gonna be rough for Packers fans, but it's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> it might. I yeah I just I think that's the Steelers the Steelers have a lot of age on them their 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 run defense is obviously abysmal and I mean that's you know again well, <laughs> Cook is a beast but I mean he wasn't getting any con- contesting you know no, he, these, well, those holes were ridiculous <clears throat> look look when T- when T J Watt is out I mean it's just it's it's such a different deal. Can, can I say on, on an individual play for anybody who I, I don't know if all of y'all watched the whole games, but uh, that's uh, that's uh, roughing or not roughing, but um, pass interference call. Not no no no. Sorry, um, what's wrong with the unnecessary, unnecessary roughness call on on uh, Fitzpatrick in the end zone? Was that was that the right call? See, with with the fact that it was a bang bang play, um, just saying. They, they, yeah. They clearly heard the loud hit. They saw just how violent of a collision it was, and that's really what they based it off of. But when you obviously when they slowed it down, it was a clean hit. It was textbook. So yeah. if it wasn't for the fact of just the violence of the hit itself, I think they wouldn't have thrown the flag. Uh, but based on you know what happened, I can see why they did it. I don't agree with it just because it's like I, I want to see big hits. And he didn't put his helmet into it. He it was no helmet to helmet hit. It was shoulder, like it was a shoulder, and that's what you're supposed to do. So, it was it was textbooks. I mean, and yeah. again, I I I won't. I'll, I'll happily echo what you said. That yes, I I get, and I think anybody can get why the instinct was to assume it was such a nasty hit that it must have been. But that's you know that goes back to what what my brother and I always talk about, which is don't call what you think you saw, call what you know you saw. Right. And 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 you know that it you know I get I get that we they don't have the benefit of replay like we've got. Um, I I know we can't slow down the game so much, but I mean those calls can be so pivotal in those moments. I I really kind of wish they could do like in in college where they could throw the flag. But then they go and review it, and if they they go and review it and it's not there, pick the flag up. You know, um, I, I think that's there. There'd be a place for that. I, I you know, we're talking. I, I don't want to take away from this game too quick, but I, I do kind of hate the, the problem that I hate with college. The college rule is I hate the fact that if they uphold 
the, any targeting call that, that the player gets ejected, I think that's too much because there's different. It's there's so harsh. many different different levels of targeting. There's there's times where I'm like, man, do I think that it could be? Yeah, but do I think that it's it's so egregious that the dude gets deserves to be ejected for it? Absolutely not. But the worst ones are where like the offensive player like either turns or rises up into a way that they get obliterated by the hit, right. and and they, yeah. and they hold the defender responsible for the offensive player's move that right. ends up getting them. Yeah, the, the, the defend, defender was somehow yeah. supposed to magically anticipate exactly how yeah. the offensive there player was, was going to move, move into him. There's like, supposed to be like a Madden glitch where they just shift like a foot. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and so, I mean, it's not – I mean, in that in those moments, it's bad enough if you're getting a 15-yard penalty you're going to deserve to know that, you know, if they uphold this, and they, you know, often do, you're getting ejected for yeah. that. That's tough. Oh. Awful. It's all, awful to deal with. But and then there's Kenny Pickett who does a fake slide. Oh, and... we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We got we got, we got some college to get to to wrap yeah, up for sure. Wild. We'll get to we'll get um, to Pickett. So 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 yeah, I, they're frustrated by that's uh that a perfect perfect. It's just exactly textbook hit from Fitzpatrick, who's an absolute beast on the defense. But um yeah, that that defense, you know, especially the run defense is, is abysmal. So they've got plenty of dressing off season. Um, I'll just continue to stand by. I think there's a new quarterback coming next season and. Yeah, you know, we talked about Claypool a lot earlier. Obviously, again, his, his ability can't be argued. I mean, his ability is is beastly, and with him, Deontay Johnson, um, and I, I mean, again, I I like Big Pen a lot, and certainly in the clutch. Oh, wait till he's a giant next year. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I mean that 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 potential game winning you know toss, or, or I guess it would have been game tying. Uh, tossed it to, to Friar Muth. I mean, that was, I mean, he put it the only spot he could. I mean, that was a gorgeous throw. And if it wasn't just a perfect bang, bang hit from the safety, um, I mean, that, that should have been a touchdown. I, I'm not furious at, at Friar Muth for the fact that he dropped it because it, it was a well-timed hit. But, I mean, that was a gorgeous throw for, by Ben. So, I mean, I'm not pretending like he's just super washed up. I just feel like, to me, he's one of those guys where he's got enough accolades. He clearly doesn't have the arm strength. I don't believe that he has the endurance to comfortably go a full season again. Um, I don't know. Just just my thoughts. But yeah. uh, Steelers are really frustrating. But, yeah, I'll say I would love to see them somehow sneak in the playoffs and see if they can pull off a wild card win against you know somebody. Fingers crossed. We'll see. They might. They might. That Watt has to be on field though. Absolutely, Watt's no, not be on field. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Shannon, what you drinking, bro? So at the uh, Hardywood thing at Todd's, I had a Christmas morning, of course. And then when I got to the brewery, I said, "Let's add a little Kentucky to that Christmas morning." Yeah, buddy. So I had a Kentucky Christmas morning, and that is exactly what I'm enjoying right now. So uh. salute, gentlemen. Look at you. Salute. Salute. Mm. <sighs> now, we didn't get to record last week, so I, I, I will drop a little bit of fan satisfaction for that Packers-Rams victory. Uh, and along with that, it comes a little like rando slice of trivia. <laughs> uh, that was Rodgers' 30th career game with a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. He is now third in NFL history. Do you know who's in front of him? With a rushing and a passing touchdown? That was his 30th career game with at least one passing touchdown and at least one rushing touchdown. He is now third in NFL history. Steve Young, that's a hell of a guess. That's one of them. Steve Young has 31. Grant Tarkenton? Nope. Lamar? Nope. 
Okay. Lamar Lamar should get there, but too young. Vic? Nope. Hmm. That's a surprise. Here, I'll so give you no, a hint. No, no Vic, no Fran Tarkenton. Cam. Cam. Cam Newton. 44. Cam. Wow. Oh, that mm-hmm. doesn't shock me. Yeah. So, uh, but I, that's a great satisfaction. That, that game got closer at the end, but it really felt like the Packers had them handled, dude. So, I uh, took a lot of satisfaction out of that one. There is no doubt. So, yeah. Trust me, I was happy they beat him, too. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, I'm happy to see all the fight that Washington's got, and we've danced around a lot of stuff. And, by the way, kudos to Rasheem Green. This is going back a little bit, but that Washington-Seattle uh, game. Rasheem Green, who blocked the damn extra point and then somehow held on to it and ran it all the way back down down the damn field for a two-point score. That was gross. That was the first time ever in NFL history that a player had the block itself and returned it for a two-point score. Uh, he did it all by himself. That was insane. Uh, Sly, by the way, got injured on that play, and yet again, another Washington kicker bites the dust. Washington in that game, by the way, they, their time of possession was 41 minutes, 12 seconds. That was their most in a non-overtime game since 1984 versus New England. So pretty wild. But, I, I you know, it was weird. I'd kind of resign myself to them being terrible. Uh, at some point in the season, I was just like, ah, you know. I, I started the season fairly optimistic that it would be competitive good. Not necessarily good, but competitive good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and then, I, then I kind of felt like at some point in the season, I was like, "Nah, this they're circling the drain of shit." Uh, you know, this is, this is I'm just going to write this this season off from a fandom standpoint. Uh, and lo and behold, here they go, uh, making things interesting. So I'm I really I hope that the game against Dallas. Thank you, Mike McCarthy, for giving some bulletin board material. Um, I appreciate that. I really hope they show up, man, uh, and ball against against the Cowboys. Uh, I do. I don't know how much you take from, say, the Raiders game. I mean, the Raiders are – that's that's a squad that's got some problems. Uh, but if nothing else, Washington is positioned to be a spoiler uh, or to have a, a just a run in a wild card spot, which is, given the way the season was looking, is a hell of a turnaround. But it does suck to, to lose Logan Thomas. Um, Antonio, you know, Gibson's been a little bit more productive – that's been nice to see because, you know, it, it what didn't seem it just wasn't really there earlier in the season, whether it was the shin or something else. It just I don't know, man. He, he's really kind of cranked it up and turned it on the past couple of weeks. Uh, that makes me happy. And of course, uh, I <laughs> this podcast uh, I would be remiss if I didn't have a dedication to the new Redskins kicker. That's right, Brian Johnson. <laughs> nice pull. Yeah. Kicking the go-ahead 48-yard field goal with 37 seconds remaining. Five days after joining the team and cementing that victory. But look, if, if you're a Redskins or Washington fan, you might hope that Dan Snyder, if nothing else, is on the highway to hell. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've been saving that one. I was hoping I was going to get to use it, and there you go. It took two hours, but I finally got to drop it. An ACDC reference of Brian Johnson Blast and Dan Snyder. The slippery slopes to the handbasket to hell. You're welcome, <laughs> fuckface. 
That's just not very nice, is it? Oh, well. <laughs> Screw it. So, all right. Well, let's wrap up with a couple of CFP thoughts. Obviously, I, I, I a little bit of wildness. And I will say, I personally uh, was, was surprised, uh, given the struggle bus that seemed to be Alabama-Auburn, that you then get to Alabama-Georgia, and Alabama just beats the ever-living shit out of Georgia. And I mean, it's just amazing, right? It's just amazing. Georgia, all these accolades for their defense and what they're doing and this and that. And Alabama looks like they barely survive Auburn. And then they just roll up in the SEC championship game and they just lay the damn lumber on Georgia. I mean, you would think, you would think that Kirby Smart like kicked Saban's dog or something, right? <laughs> I mean, I, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And Bryce Young, phenomenal. Phenomenal. He had 286 passing yards in the first half, dude. The most in any half versus the AP number one ranked opponent in the last 15 seasons. Georgia's defense, by the way, first 12 games this season, they gave up 6.9 points per game, 230.4 yards per game, and 3.7 yards per play. Sounds great. Versus Alabama, doesn't sound as good. Gave up 41 points, 536 yards, and 7.7 yards per play. Uh, the big problem for Bama in the Auburn game was the Jamison Williams, who's one of their top two receivers, mm -hmm. got ejected for a targeting penalty. Um, in the SEC championship, he only went one uh, seven for 184 and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is like Georgia's schedule, like, I mean, with all due respect, I think was probably about the top uh, teams was the lightest. Mm -hmm. Like it was only like ranked 45 strength of schedule. And uh, Bama, most of their games this season was against like top 40, top 50 teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, there may have been like one or two, but I mean, they, they, they went through a pretty good gauntlet. And, um, you know, having Jamison Williams uh, in that game, you know, five-star on five-star guys, big, big time. And although now <laughs> they they lost Mechie to an ACL. I so know, that's unfortunate. That's, um, that, that's not good. And, you know, crazy enough, the Cincinnati running back is a former Alabama recruit. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see that uh, – you know, here in a couple of weeks, if, uh, you know, he can get some revenge. Fun fact, since 2008, all right, Nick Saban's Alabama squads have been an underdog six times in 193 games. Alabama has won five of those six games outright. What's the one they lost? I don't know. You tell me, buddy. Dang. I, I figured you would have known. No, I didn't have I didn't have that pulled up. I you know, the last time they were more than like they were a touchdown underdog was two thousand nine against Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow and they they throttled them that game. Uh that was Tebow's senior season in the mm -hmm. SEC championship and of course, after that game, the media is like, well, is he going to be a good pro quarterback? What's going on? And Urban Meyer had to have him throw for over 500 yards against Cincinnati in a bowl game. 
Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I love this tweet that says every Nick Saban stat is more insane than the last. And this that's dude, about, that's this, about right. This dude tweeted out that he said, "Cheers to the 2010 South Carolina Gamecocks, still the last <laughs> SEC East team to beat Alabama." That's about right. Yeah. Uh, Alabama now has 10 wins against AP number one opponents, breaking a tie with Notre Dame and Miami for the most in the AP poll era. (laughs) Alabama football has 10 wins versus AP number one teams, the most all time. Nick Saban himself has eight. No other coach has more than four. And speaking of Kirby Smart, Nick Saban is 4-0 all time versus Senior Smart. Yeah, Saban's in his head. I mean, right? It's that yummy rat poison, bro. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's the quarterback, dude. Like we, I, I was telling you guys during the game, like he's he's got to go to JT Daniels at some point just to see what the kids got, and he never went there, you know. And the and the crazy part is, is he's always had these great teams, but the quarterback just somehow, some way, just gets muddled. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Jacob Fromm, Eason, and Justin Fields, or now with um, uh, JT Daniels, and good lord, I'm blanking on 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 my dude that just kicked our asses. But mm. yeah, good. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett, that's Stetson it. Bennett, and plus Georgia's running game really did not get going in that in in that fifteen, twenty two, twenty nine. 30 for just over 100 yards. I mean, that that's just not going to get it done. You know, that's just three yards in a cloud of fart, as you would say. Three yards in a cloud of fart, baby. You know, that's, that's just not going to get it done. Now, I will tell you that Brock Bowers kid, that tight end, mm-hmm. that freshman, that kid can get it done. Georgia just needs some five-star receivers to actually do something. That's what they need. Maybe they need uh, Saban to take over for Kirby Smart. Maybe that's what they need. Sam. Ouch. That's, Ouch. Co- that's cold. Uh, side note, I, I did love, uh, not necessarily the ACC championship game. I'm not saying I loved that. Uh, but that Kenny Pickett move on the fake quarterback slide, that was a hell of a highlight. It's a ridiculous play, and a lot of people were like, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, but they had to have a rule. Uh, you knew that was going to be a rule. <laughs> so yes, Kenny Pickett, enjoy your moment in the sun. You now have a rule named after you. <laughs> the um, you know, you people always like to say that's a once in a lifetime play when they see something cool. That mm-hmm. truly is a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. play. It is. It was. You know what's weird? As I was watching this post game interview, you, you know who? And I don't know why. This is what popped into my head, man. He had a vibe that just reminded me of Jay Cutler. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Kenny Pickett, why do you remind me of Jay Cutler? Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, that... that You're it, not going to play that music? Which one? Oh, no. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> I certainly can. I, I didn't realize you were going to have a request there. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Don't do it, Kenny. Don't do it. Oh my god, you killed Kitty! <laughs> you you're, bastard! You're you're so silly. 
but of course, the rule now is that anytime a ball carrier begins or simulates or fakes a feet first slide, the ball will be, will be declared dead by the on-field officials at that point. The intent, obviously, is player safety, uh, and that way you're not faking out the defenders who pull up at that particular moment, uh, and then you take advantage of them. Look, it was an incredible play, and I can appreciate it for what it is, but we we couldn't have a thing where all of a sudden people are just fake running, you know, fake sliding on runs. You, you just yeah. – that's going to end disastrously bad for somebody because then it becomes the defenders going, well, I can't let up. <laughs> I don't know if he was yeah. faking me out. So you knew that was going to be the end result, and there we are. Well, so, I mean, I just didn't expect the NCAA to act so fast. I didn't realize they acted fast on well, things like that. It, you it, know, it didn't and include like, bagels and cream cheese, so they, they were going to act quickly. You know, I, I guess so. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can't act fast on the targeting, but we can act fast on the fake slide. Yep. They understood the assignment. The, indeed they did. So, look. Uh, CFP rankings for once, for once. <laughs> Al- Alabama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. Uh, Whitfield, of course, thought Alabama was going to be one. He ended up being correct. A lot of people shared that sentiment. It's not just him, but I, ooh, I tell you what, man, did they ever set up Cincinnati for some tough sledding? Because that's, I, look, I, I think Cincinnati would have their hand hands full with everybody. I mean, Georgia's yeah. been a, a been a damn good team. And and maybe Kirby Smart's right. Maybe that'll be a bit of a, a, a the old litmus test wake up call for them. But they're going to need that against Michigan. I mean, Michigan's been on a roll, dude. Ever since they lost to Michigan State, man, they've been they've been balling, bro. Yeah. So if you if you get to the Final Four, you you can't complain about the matchups. No, you, you just no. be no be happier in. So and, and and don't and don't go Stroud don't don't do the Stroud method and say it was the flu game. Just stop. Come on, yeah. man. Show up and play. You know, if you get your, if you get your ass handed to you, you get your ass handed to you, man. It, yeah. it, it happens. Well, Shan is not going to enjoy Kentucky's bowl, but you know, outside <laughs> of that, that uh, look, my favorite bowl might be the Duke's Mayo Bowl. You know who's in that? That's North Carolina, South Carolina, right? Look at Shannon. That that is UNC. That is yes, North Carolina and South Carolina. What make what makes the Duke's Mayo Bowl extra interesting this year is that they came out and uh, Duke's mayonnaise. Man, they apologized. Executive Director Danny Morrison came out and apologized for faking everybody out last year, thinking that like, there was going to be some mayo celebration, right? Hi, I'm Danny Morrison, Executive Director of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I apologize for misleading you about the possibility of a Duke's Mayo bath following last year's bowl game. But this year, we are offering $10,000 to the winning team's charity of choice if Duke's Mayo is dumped after the game. So gross. That's a bit odd. Right. I hope like hell that somebody gets a damn Gatorade tub of mayonnaise dumped on them. First of all, that sounds like a really bad Pornhub channel, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but that... hey, let me let me just dump something on you that's white and creamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whose pickup line is that? All right, so we all <laughs> so we also have to give a bottle of Dukes to Whitfield for his blow up doll. Clearly, <laughs> uh, damn, beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
saying. <sighs> Somebody yeah, started the fire, Woodfield. Just remember to make a cream for that, sir. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't show up, man. You get you get given all kinds of bad grief. She is made of plastic. You're right. It's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It, so, it, it is. It's a mayo bath. That's unbelievable. I mean, right. and literally, if you get mayo on you, you're gonna have to shake it off, right? Woo! McGuffin. Well, <laughs> you only get mayo on you if, if somebody lets it go. Let it go. My man, thank you. Just saying. That way, when Phil said to the blow up doll, <laughs> I'm going to hell. Sorry. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll be right there with you. <laughs> Will there be beer? I'm just saying, if he gets a little too rough with the blow up doll and it breaks free. He for real might he might have to run the gamut. He might have to turn back time. You know what I'm saying? Because he banged, banged up into that thing. He got a little too rough with the blow up doll, right? And he he let her have it. Telling you, dangerous. Oh my god! I didn't know his blow up doll would get a Johnny Hurt, a Johnny Cash dedication. My sweetest friend, <laughs> everyone I know goes away. That's what happens, man. When you poop shoot boogie and with a blow up doll. Oh god. They go away in the end, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alright, so all of us will chip in and get you a patch kit. Alright, every single one of us. Because we are the world. Yes. terrible oh my god don't worry after the patch kit it'll be fresh and delicious for you buddy oh no Although, if you need patch kits from all of us... How do you fuck that up? Seriously? True. How do you fuck that up? Well, that's patch kit right there, too.
poor Whitfield. Fuck him. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. <clears throat> a very early, why the hell not, call your shots for the CFP. Shannon. Um, Bama, I, I think we'll – I think it's going to be close. Uh-huh. Closer than the people think. Uh-huh. I think Cincinnati will keep it close to about mid-third quarter, early fourth, and then Bama just pulls away. Um. Georgia and Michigan, that's going to be a fucking physical ass game. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, dude, that that that's going to be bloody knuckles in the in the trenches. Um, <coughs> I I want to I want to believe in Harbaugh. I really do. Mm. You know what? Fuck it. I will believe in Harbaugh. Damn, dude! So you're setting up a Michigan Alabama final. Michigan, Alabama. I think Georgia wins, but fuck it. I'm going hard, Bob. Ask me again next week. I may change my mind. You might. But That's okay. For, for tonight, I'm taking Harbaugh. If it's Michigan, Alabama, finish it out, man. If it's Michigan, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I don't know, man, I kind of like the physicality of Michigan. Bama's got all these five stars that can run across the field, but I feel like Michigan can just like bloody your nose and just just ram it down your throat. Mm-hmm. I think Bama will be at least a touchdown favorite, if not more. Mm-hmm. Michigan covers that one, I think, easily. Yeah, I I, I, I trust Nick Saban in the biggest moments. I, I would take Bama. Fair enough. Uh, Mark, any thoughts? Too early yeah, Too early fan was. prognostication. <laughs> Give it to me, sir. For fun, uh, right at this moment, I don't want to say it, but yeah, Bama. Uh, Bama, Georgia. Georgia's going to make it a little more competitive this time, but I would still say Bama takes it all home. See, I, I'm going to say this. I, I don't have faith in Georgia versus Alabama. So... Um, I just, I just, I don't, I don't think that quarterback's enough. Uh, I, I just, I just don't. Yeah. So, and Georgia's a damn fine team, but Saban's got something on him, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to see that rematch. So, as neat as it would be for Cincinnati to win, I just don't see it happening. So, I would imagine it's Alabama and Michigan. I think the more compelling finish is that Harbaugh delivers. He delivers and gets his first win versus Ohio State, and he delivers and he bags the chip. I think that would be an incredible story. An incredible story. And don't forget that that dude, for all the grief that we, that people have given Harbaugh over the years, and I've certainly you know needled him a little bit, um, for him to take a cut, and he, he took a pay cut, all right? But on top of that, he's taken a chunk of his – his money and he's giving it back to people that also took pay cuts mm-hmm. on that staff. So, uh, kudos to him for that. Uh, I think the most compelling story, uh, would be Michigan finally getting over the hump versus Ohio state, getting into the CFP, getting past Georgia and sticking it to Alabama. I think that, that to me is probably the best story of all of them. Cause I, I, just, I would love it. I just don't think Cincinnati has enough. I mean, let's be honest, man. 
Uh, Cincinnati is a great, a, a, a fun ride. It's been a fun story. I hear you. Uh, but I, I, I don't think they're going to have enough to get past Alabama, barring uh, fluky stuff or turnovers or weird things, because Saban will have them ready. And I, I, I just don't want to see Alabama and in, in Georgia again. Now, maybe it happens. Maybe Georgia actually delivers. I just find it to be – I just th- – I don't know. If I'm if I'm putting money down – if it's Georgia-Alabama, Mark, I don't bet, but I think I will put a bet on Alabama just just to do it. Yep. You know, I just don't – I don't have faith in Georgia. I would rather see Michigan and Alabama uh, to get something a little fresh and to see if Michigan – uh, with Haskins and and just if if they can find a way to get it done, I think that would be that would be a compelling storyline, and it would be a fast. I think I think that sets up to be a great story. Plus, you get I mean, obviously Michigan has a gigantic fan base, you know. So, and Rich Eisen would be happy. So that would be good for him. Randy, I would imagine you probably don't care. I mean, obviously, I haven't really paid attention too much to college football in general. That's fine. But it's always hard to go against it, um, Alabama. You know what I mean? Of course. It, it really is. Of course it is. Um, obviously, like you, I really don't want to see Bama Georgia again. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and the fact that, you know, Harbaugh being a former Niners coach, I, I, I'm going to pull for Harbaugh. I want to believe that this is his year. I mean, he finally got that win over Ohio State in convincing fashion, no less. And that Rather team convincing. Is just, and, and that team is just playing really well right now so i i want to believe that uh you know finally michigan will finally uh get over that hump that that would be a hell of an accomplishment so all right so all right we got some some rooting interests here i I, i'm glad that cincinnati got in good for them i'm still not sure that four teams is the way to go with the final i I think my lean is is still and we've talked about this in years past the six the eight etc i i think eight is the absolute limit anything past that i just feel like it gets so diluted uh the team in the 10th position is not not winning that get the hell out of my face you might be able to make an argument that like the fifth or sixth team might be able to knock somebody out knock somebody off but much past that i'm just not a i'm not i'm not convinced i think that the stuff is so top heavy and so concentrated uh it's gonna be really difficult but you know we don't have that six <laughs> We don't, certainly don't have the eight, but a lot of revenue, a lot of money on the, on the table. So uh, I think we're going to have something else other than just four before too much longer. Um, yeah. Before I forget about it, uh, for Kenny Pickett, uh, he he broke Dan Marino's touchdown record at Pitt during that game um, versus Wake Forest. So he has 81 career touchdown passes. Marino has 79. Uh, the next two guys at Pitt, and <laughs> these are names – we should all recognize, uh, maybe not respect, but at least recognize uh, Tyler Palco with 66 and Alex Van Pelt. That was a name I hadn't heard in a while uh, with 66. But I forgot he was actually decent in college. Yeah. Cool. Any, anytime you're taking down a Marino record, probably doing something right. So. Well, I think Palco threw to Larry Fitzgerald. So I think that's where he got a bunch of his. Yeah. Well, yeah if you're throwing to him, just ask his trainer. I'm just saying. You almost not have read that story. Never mind. Uh, nope. <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah, that's okay. He he had a, a a a feisty a feisty girlfriend upset about some shenanigans uh and some uh and, and some scoring with a trainer. We'll leave it at that. 
Alrighty then. Also, a tip of the cap to Deion Sanders and Jackson State for bagging the SWAC championship. 2710 over Prairie View A&M. That was fun. So. I was going to say, I'm surprised Prime hasn't been uh, hired on as a, at any of these openings that we've had recently. G- give it time, man. If Prime wants to stick with the coaching, coaching deal, I think he- there's going to be opportunities for him. All right. So, all right, all right let's, let's shift to some wrap-up thoughts. Mark, you got anything, I don't know, whether it's NBA, the Lakers. Uh, by the way, I'll raise a glass real quick to uh, Memphis and the Grizz. The John Morantless Grizz, this is the other week, but beating the ever-living shit out of the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder, 152-79. to 79. A 73-point ass whooping. The largest margin in the history of the NBA. Hopefully I don't they covered. I don't, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care who's hurt, who's missing. Dude, a pro team, you can't be losing by 73. <laughs> Come on, man. That's like video game scores, right? That That's that's awful. That's that's just terrible. <laughs> mm. you're real, that, you're that's real. definitely a first for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that happens in absurd college matchups. That shouldn't happen in the pros. Nope. Um, 15 nope. or 20? Okay, fine. 73? Come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, in, in the pros, I mean, in the NBA, you know you've, like, really beaten a team down. Like, occasionally, maybe there's, like, a 25 or max, like, a 30-point, you know, victory when somebody's just totally thrown in the towel late in the game or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, obviously, it set records, and it, it should have been. I mean, I just, I don't know what that locker room looked like after that game, but, I mean, it should be extreme embarrassment. I, I would be embarrassed to be associated with that team after that. That's, yeah, no words. But. The only words that matter in that locker room? That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. Neither we'll do could it they. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, there's Whitfield. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I agree, Mark. You know, embarrassment's definitely a part of it, but I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, as, as a player, I would be absolutely just pissed <laughs> off that, you know, that, Awful. that no, you know, didn't show up. Yeah. 73 points. Come on, man. <laughs> what the shit, man? Terrible. Terrible. Uh, or as, you know, some people may say. Inconceivable! Yes. Accurate. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think I have anything. If, if, if y'all possibly brought it up earlier, uh-huh. I apologize. But, uh, you know, definitely a... a Raise the glass and moor him to uh, you know, Demarius Thomas and his family. No, yeah. uh, no. Go ahead, go ahead and run with that because uh, um, we we owe, we we owe him one. Yeah, just, just, I mean, just just that. Just uh, you know, anybody who hadn't heard, I imagine most people at this point have. I still don't think there's a lot of details though, and it seems that most later saying they believe it's through you know seizures that he's been de- dealing with uh, for the last you know few years um, but that he perhaps had a seizure in the shower and died mm-hmm. he's 33 years old you know ex uh, tight end for the Broncos absolute beast of a player on the um, sorry he's receiver um, 
Uh, but abs- absolute, you know, phenom on the field. Uh, by all accounts, uh, you know, really good play, really good teammates. You know, hard nosed player, and uh, yeah, just 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 awful. Thirty three years old, really tragic. So definitely, you know, raise a glass and uh, you know, thoughts uh, to his his family and friends. Yeah, the the last stuff I saw was was talking about the seizures. And obviously, what you end up thinking about at that point is is are the, is, is that an after effect of his time in the league and concussions or injuries or head trauma or, um, and we'll find out more over time. But it's that's tough. Thirty three, man, right? And it wasn't that long ago he was playing. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely not. Um, so that that that's an that's an that's an awful that's an awful deal. That's terrible for him, obviously, but. Certainly awful for his friends and his family, and to think he would have just died alone, you know, and somebody finds him. So, uh, very sad, and the reaction, you know, uh, last night when that was starting to pop, uh, when that story was starting to pop and break, I, I think we all kind of hoped it was just a mistake or um, a fake, fake, fake news, as they would say, but... Uh, as it as it kept going and getting more traction, and then there started to be confirmations of it. It's just it's unfortunate. So, you know, Demarius will raise a glass in your memory and your honor. That's it. He's got a, a very fascinating backstory. If you haven't read about it, with what happened with him and his mother and his family background and some of his hardships and uh, what he went through and. Um, I think if I remember correctly, the first game his mother saw him play was in the Super Bowl. Um, after she was released from uh prison or, or right. yeah, I mean it. It I mean it's it's a hell of a background story. Um, a lot of tough, a lot of tough stuff, and you know it's just a, a certainly a life, a life gone and over and uh, too soon, and uh, I hope that. If it is something that is a, a, that they can clearly trace back to football injuries or his playing days, that hopefully they can leverage that and and help out current players and you know tomorrow's retirees. Uh, but that's awful. That's awful, and I'm I'm sorry he, he you know would have died alone because that's a that's a shit way to go. But we'll raise a glass uh, to your memory and your honor. Uh, obviously some pretty fantastic highlights and for anybody that hasn't read about Demarius Thomas's backstory and the hardships that he overcame in life with his family and uh, with poverty and some other things uh, it's fascinating do yourself a favor and, go- and and just google it and and just read about it a little bit it's pretty wild so uh you'll see some pretty phenomenal quotes stuff coming from Peyton Manning, things coming from Tom Brady um, about him. Obviously, a lot of feedback and a, a lot of a lot of reaction to that. And um, I hope the family can take some solace in some of the the kind words um, and the thoughts that some of those, you know, some of his teammates and contemporaries and other players have shared uh, about him as a person. Uh, sure, him as a player, but really about him as a person because that's. You know, some of that's very moving. So I hope they can take some, uh, get some some degree of peace from that and uh, what is obviously a very tragic and unfortunate outcome. So, well, look, we're going to wrap up. 
there you go. Another, 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 another week, another brew. Uh, we weren't particularly rowdy tonight. That's okay. Sometimes that happens. Obviously I'm not a hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, you, you can, uh, you can hold me accountable for that. Uh, you can blame me. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat for everybody else. All right. Uh, but as always from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with our crap. Keywords are sports and brew. Whether it's Amazon Music, iTunes, LawSportsCaster.com, uh, any just a whole range of other services. If you like our BS, number one, thanks. Uh, number two, good. <laughs> Appreciate you making it through a whole episode because Lord knows it takes us three or four beverages to do it. So I don't know <laughs> how much you got to drink to get through it, but <laughs> hopefully it's at least at least as much as, if not more. Uh, than what we drink, because that then yeah. that probably makes it a pretty good, pretty good listen. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, lastly, on a slightly more positive note, I loved this soundbite uh, from the week. I thought this was pretty phenomenal, and it is uh, Matthew Slater uh, in the Patriots locker room post game uh, after Buffalo. That's why we practice in this. Show. <laughs> Well, that that's obviously Belichick, but it's going to go to the player in a second. Tonight, though, is one of those nights, fellas, that you'll remember 10, 15, 20 years from now. You won't remember the cold. You remember the way we responded. It ain't going to come to us easy, fellas. We're going to have to fight and claw and scrap. And on Monday night, Mm. Hey, man. Yeah. Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. Right. snow, yeah. wind, yeah. hostile yeah. environment, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. How do we feel about a Monday night victory? Oh, yeah. How you do it, dog? By the way, Shannon, have you watched any of the Colts hard knocks, in-season hard knocks? I believe Shannon has left the building. He, he is uh, passed the fuck out. D- d- he passed out? Is he still on Zoom? He's just uh, he, he is. is. He's there. Oh wow! But he's leaned back. His mouth. He's just like Aww. oh yeah. He's done. He's done. <laughs> has anybody watched any of the Colts Hard Knocks in season Hard Knocks? I have not actually. Not, not yet. I no. also have not. It's it's been on my to do list, but that's same. Okay. Where, where at, does it where does it rank next to Fargo? Uh, just behind it. Just behind that. I appreciate Far- that. Fargo takes precedence over whatever bullshit the Colts have. So it's Sex in the City, Fargo, and then everything else. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, look, 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 look. I'm just saying, man. Yo, let me tell you how how many how many chicks I could I sit there and, and chit chat about Sex in the City with. That was like opening a door to conversation. <laughs> All right, and, I'll give it to you on that. And opening right. a door to. Uh, you know, sure it was an opening. Uh, so, <laughs> op- opening of something. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I was opening both horizontal and vertical <laughs> relations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sex in the city. It, 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 y'all missed out. There was a, there was a point in time that was that was the yeah. business, bro. I'm just saying oh, it was. That was a su- subtle move. All right, all right, all right. I respect. Justin understood the assignment. I, I respect. I respect the game, bro. I was taking and making one for the team. That's how. <laughs> That's how that went. And I did. Damn right, did. Shannon. Let me cry this. Dance how you killed this. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. Damn right I did. Mm-hmm. 
And for anybody who didn't really understand all that, Sex in the City is not just a show, according to Justin. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I still can't. I'm still processing that, that that episode one of the reboot, though. I'm not happy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. La, 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 la. Yeah, because yeah, none of y'all are going to watch it, so you don't care. Well, uh, Shannon apparently is planning on watching it. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? Are you going to watch seen, it? Do you care? I, I was going to, but if you want to spoil it, go ahead. Well, you are, you were asleep. No, I won't spoil it then. I, I will just say they dropped a peloton of bricks on me at the end of that. And when you watch uh, it, you'll know. I'm <laughs> guessing because you're saying that and there's only three in the promo picture, I'm guessing that's how they get rid of Miranda. Yeah, you are 100% not correct. Oh, but, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Really? Good. That's where you went? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Miranda, honestly, Miranda might be my least favorite character. So. I just remember the Funky Spunk episode that made me laugh. You know what, Shannon? You know what I think you should do? Sports brews off the rails. Oh, no, look, look, look. I'm telling you. Shannon should do a sports brew intro for Sex in the City. And, no. the, and the ladies. Here you go, no. McGuffin. Here you go. Nope. Yep. You personal foul. Personal foul. Dude, dude. Ball start on everybody but the center. <laughs> just ask just ask Mark what his favorite nickname is for Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, we know. <laughs> Horseface McGee? I don't know. Pretty close. And now, from NYC, Horseface McGee. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Say it like you mean it. Come on. And now. You're starting lineup with Sex in the City. <laughs> and now, you're starting righty guard. 5-6, NYC, horse mace, horse mace. Horse mace? <laughs> horse mace McGee. Horse Mace McGee, Terry Bradshaw, just kidding, Terry Bradshaw. And now, <laughs> the, the one that likes to get peed on by politicians. <laughs> she may not have gone to Notre Dame, but there's a golden dome. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Whoa. As Mark calls Carrie, Horseface Mookie. I don't agree with him. I think that's pretty callous and cold. But mm-hmm. the return, the return of Sex in the City, the reboot. It, it, it's. I'm hoping it it turns out well. We only watched one episode. Um, they had they had two episodes drop, but we we haven't gotten to the second one yet. So I hope it's an interesting show, but clearly they're setting up this like character evolution for Carrie at this point in life. And you know what I've said to a few people is, hey man, like a lot of the stuff that you know, these things happen, right? So it's an interesting setup. It's not I don't like what they did, but we'll see what they do with it. 
you know? Yeah. So, and next week, I expect a much better intro from you for Charlotte and Miranda and Carrie. Okay. I'll, I'll, hit, I'll, I'll, I'll work that up for Tuesday. Uh, hell yeah, you will. I got you. All right. I got you. You think I'm bullshitting? No, I'm not. You I got to do it. It's nope. just, it's, I'm just saying, it's three in the morning. We we need to shut it down. We Dirk, do. Dirk, Dirk just called and said we got to shut it down. That's fine. We can do that. For all our sakes. Yes. Thanks, because I got to turn this around tomorrow. Exactly. Thanks a lot, assholes. You, you can blame my tooth that died, so. Yes, I will. Oh, my God. That tooth also shut it down. Oh, shut it down. Let's go I, I will never wish that amount of pain on anybody, dude. I don't know. I, I've, I've had a root canal. My experience was not bad. Yours sounded awful. It was horrible. The the I, For whatever reason, it was hitting the nerves, and it was brutal. Mm. I, I I do not wish that on anybody. It, it was brutal. Damn glad you're much better now. Yes, me too. And I, 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 don't, I don't know about your dentist, bro. Fuck him. I'm a little bit concerned. You might need to find a different one. I, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat as you do. Just saying. Anyway. All right. Yep. Two hours, 37 minutes. It's time to get the hell out of here. Shut it down, man. Shut, Shut it, it down. Dirk, you know the deal. All right. As always, from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. And yes, as always, we will catch you on the flip side. Shut the fuck oh. up, fat man. This whoa. ain't none of your goddamn whoa. business. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down there. Wow. <laughs> Sam's pissed he didn't get on. I'm telling go you. Navy, beat Army. Well, <laughs> go today. Go, I would beat Kentucky. <laughs> and sit your ass down. <laughs> Cunts. Eat shit, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> and from all of us to all of you if, you if you made it through the back end of this podcast to get to the good stuff i guess that counts as the good stuff we were just normally chatty earlier on in my opinion that sucked thanks, thanks todd <laughs> they, hey they can't all be gems <laughs> they can right? be it just depends on what you want out of it this you know. is true very true so very true that's the same question whitfield's gonna ask that blow-up doll <laughs> anyway would you like mayo with that <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> actually you know, you know <laughs> I fully expect to see Whitfield selfies with the blow up doll that's what I expect anyway and before Mark is slowly dying. Okay? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's dying a slow death. <laughs> anyway, from all of us to all of you, except for Whitfield and his blow-up doll, we will get you on the flip side. Thanks for putting up with our crap. And as we like to say, good night now. All right. Late. Peace. <laughs> good night. <laughs> does does a failhorn fatty does that now include like 
you know, the homegrown Goodyear blimp blow up doll. Is that what that is? Oh, no. So, no. I say, I say yes. I I also agree with. Well, technically yeah. yes, yeah. 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 If we're being technical, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Bellhorn fatty. I hadn't heard that one in a while. Oh, that's that that's that's going back, bro. That's going back. That's classic. Anyway, all right. Good night, everybody. Go get some rest. Bye, folks. Catch right. you, bro. We'll see you. We'll see you. It looks like we're planning on Tuesday night, so get Go. some rest, fellas. We'll see you Tuesday. Yeah. Late. Good night now. Good night now. Bye, guys. <laughs>